Welcome to Fate Moon Archives, <laughs> a podcast about waiting for your 20 years of Type Moon. I'm your host, Fen. My pronouns are Fae Fair. Yes, we're doing pronouns. And joining me is... I'm Fen Enns. Uh, my pronouns are she, they, and Fen, you have incredible comedic timing for this, which never makes it into the show. It always just sounds like we're laughing at nothing, like like loons. Uh, before we continue, we have a guest, because it's a finale of an arc episode thing. Guest. <laughs> guest. Hi, got I'm Blute. <laughs> Pronouns they them. Um, Hi, Blute. Welcome, welcome back. Yeah, it's great to have you back. Thank you. Uh, it's fun to be back. Let's see. Today we're finishing up the Unlimited Blade Works route. Finally. Finally. It's been a long journey. Yeah. No one's heard the last episode yet. Yeah. The, the previous episode yet. Because we're still recording these at real early. This one is releasing four weeks from now. And- <laughs> Yeah, hopefully we'll be settled back into a... Uh, hopefully everything will be calmed down by the time this episode comes out as well. Yep. Zion. I sympathize. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, I moved in about three days. So, just mm-hmm. thankfully just down a floor, but yeah, that was a fun couple of days. Our landlord's given us a lot of trouble. Isn't yeah. The, he like, didn't have that. Yeah, our landlord was like, hey, could you like just get out faster like a day early if possible uh-huh uh-huh yeah because it works that way yeah i don't know uh-huh. the entire city moves on the first and he's like okay like 10 a.m that's really pushing it though yep uh. our new place our new place won't let you move until three because they have like they time for the people to move out and then cleaners to come through Mm -hmm. our landlord was like you better hire some uh cleaners to come through sometime right what yeah i know right what (laughs) yeah he gave us a list of numbers to call to have someone come and clean after the other people have already moved in Mm -hmm. and he said and then if your cleaners don't do a good enough job i'm gonna charge you again (laughs) for more cleaners just call your people the first time dude mm. i know okay. also i've yeah. never had that okay i've i guess i've been lucky with the places i've stayed <laughs> i've oh never my had God. anything like this happen before in my my whole renting career but this is my first time staying in an apartment with a with a guy but yeah. who's a yeah. landlord instead of like running through a management company that does all the stuff and knows what it's doing yeah which yeah. has its own problems, but at least then the guy doesn't show up at your house and start badgering you about, like, random problems he has with the way you've been living your life. Mm-hmm. I think the only thing remotely comparable to that for me would have been uh, when I was renting from the U.S. fucking army. So, mm. and even there, like, I only paid for my own cleaners because, like, I wanted out. I didn't want any delays. I didn't uh-huh. want them to uh-huh. say, like, well, this is wrong. Like, sh- no, uh, yep, I'll pay people to, I want, let me go, <laughs> please. Yeah, God, I remember the when we moved, we were moving cross-country last time from Chicago to come to Boston. Me and Fen didn't live together because Fen lived out here already. Mm-hmm. Um, but we had this, like, nightmare move where my the building manager got into a huge fight with the moving company like people and all this shit and we finally got our stuff out and me and heather were like well now we got to clean the place and the manager was like i'm sorry about all that we're we'll take care of it and not charge you for the cleaning oh and, that's so good oh it was like, so nice yeah 
I had my problems with them, but like it's the exact opposite of what happened here. <laughs> we had everything set to move, and then the landlord was like, "Hey, can I like throw some complications on here?" Yeah, here like a least... score modifier. <laughs> here, at least, like when we've had maintenance over and stuff, like like we've been like holding our breath, just like please don't charge us, please don't. And every time maintenance, just like it's a twenty year old building. Shit happens. We know, like. This is a building issue. You're fine. Just let us take care of it. Uh, landlords. Anyway, we're doing anyway. too much landlord talk. We... Welcome to landlord talk. Our <laughs> our podcast about leeches. Yes. Um, we are finishing the Illinois Playworks route. And <laughs> <laughs> I'm and never going to get through this. Ben just sent me a... Uh, a- Beautiful, beautiful JPEG <laughs> of uh, what's her name? Chisato. Chisato from Lacora's Recoil in her cute little pajamas, yelling "Gay sex, gay sex!" <laughs> with her hands up. She looks so excited. She looks so excited. Oh, I need to catch up on that. That's been. Good. It is. We will talk about it a little bit today. Okay. Will we? Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, Ben's got all sorts of plans. I don't know about. If I could ever get Surprises. through this intro, we'll eventually get to the point where we can talk about it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so we're finishing on Limbo Blade Works. We got some questions Ben, in. what do you want to have for dinner tonight? Ben, ben looks so tired. <laughs> like, I sucked every bit of energy out of Ben's body with that one. Two-hour tea time, let's go. If you have questions to send in for Fate as a whole, uh, or Heaven's Feel specifically... Uh, our email address is cryingrulesactually at gmail.com. You looked unsure again, I'm but I'm pretty sure that's right. sure. I'm 90% sure that's <laughs> You really just right, get that other email and link them. Yeah. Uh-huh. So that we could just say either whichever one comes to mind and people will be really confused. Yep. Uh, but before we get there, uh, as usual, we do a little segment called the RET Time. If this is your oh, first time okay. listening to this podcast here at the end of the Unlimited Blade Works, we have this fun little segment called Yuri Tea Time. I have peanut butter M&Ms and tea and seltzer. That's a I'm lot really of really just... Yeah. Okay, wait. <laughs> the way I said that's a lot of drinks makes it sound like the M&Ms are also a drink. You don't drink your M&Ms? Mm. Yeah, Ben. Just rip geez. the packet open and pour it in your mouth, like... No, as made famous by Waypoint Radio, uh, Ben peels their M and M's. That was pseudonymous. <laughs> how the fuck you pronounce that? They only said Ben, and they didn't say how many N's there were. Okay. <laughs> this is my private shame to share with only Fen, who has to watch me do it. It's terrifying. Uh, so. <laughs> <laughs> Blute, have you been reading or watching anything recently that you wanted to bring? Or are you drinking anything fun? Yeah. You did your drink and then didn't give us time to do our drinks fun. Well, what are you drinking, Ben? Are you okay, Blute? Oh, it's great. I'm just enjoying I just, this. I just hear, like, intercut, like, like choke laughing before Discord <laughs> cuts you off. No, just laughing and not trying not to interrupt too much. So... No, please interrupt us. We talk a lot on this show. Oh, I know. This is the after my first Oops All anime, and I'm sorry that I immediately then steamrolled you blue. <laughs> um, but it's perfect. I, like, it's fine. I was like, oh, I feel like I talk too much, and I think it was Kyrie who responded that, that was like, people listen to us talk all the time. Uh-huh. <laughs> like we can we can shut up occasionally. It's very funny. 
Blue, what you got going on over there? Well, I'm drinking a chamomile chamomile mint tea. Ooh, that sounds delicious. Yeah, been with weather and stuff, some pretty bad hay fever, so wanting something nice and calming. I have my tea drink in on ice because I forgot to put it in the freezer or put it in the fridge earlier. And I have one of these like fancy vacuum sealed like water bottles now for water. So uh, whenever I want, I can have the coldest, most delicious yes. water. So every other drink that is not that cold is disappointing by comparison. Mm-hmm. Heartbreaking. Mm-hmm. I save that for like when I'm like overheated. I just pull it out and just chug the iciest of water. But otherwise, mm-hmm. I'm I'm like a little above or a little below room temperatures. My mm-hmm. range really wild. I'm. I'm. I either want flavored water, uh-huh. including tea or occasionally coffee or seltzer. Um, uh, specifically like Spindrift or that style of like. There's actual fruit juice in here, so it tastes like something, not just the hint of something. Although in a pinch, <laughs> I'll just go for seltzer. Mm. I'll be fine with seltzer. Uh, or I want water so cold that you can't tell it's not flavored. Even if it was flavored, it would not taste like anything. Because yeah, completely yeah. numb out the tongue there. I received as a birthday present a tabletop ice maker that I was not allowed to ask the price of um, <laughs> to support my habit of very cold water. So, Blue, what have you brought to your ET time? I'm pounding my so, fist on the desk. <laughs> ben says when we're actually moving on. Um, yes. So I brought, may I ask for one final thing or one last thing? There's, I don't know what the actual official title, title for it is, but... Or oh, I did guess you open the, the notes up? Because I think I wrote it down. One final thing. Yeah, I okay. Is that one, like, the official official? Whatever. Uh, I don't actually. That's what I'm not sure. That's what Fen sent me. Yeah, depending on which source I'm looking at. It's final thing, last thing, whatever. So, uh, it starts with a typical Otome game isekai setup with a typical villainess having her engagement to a prince publicly annulled. Uh... At that point, she decides to stop caring about appearances, put on some studded fingerless gloves, and beat the elder-loving shit out of every corrupt noble at the party, and continues on to keep beating the shit out of the general aristocracy, but mainly the corrupt ones. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, rereading this before this, uh, it was one fun uh, kind of re-realizing how much... Um, when you follow something month to month, you lose a lot of, like, the details on things. So, like, I knew something grabbed me early. I've been in roughly enjoying it. But going back to it, it's like, there's really not much there besides just the Atome setup and cool girl beating, beating up corrupt nobles. <laughs> mm-hmm. But, and then also, um, I forgot, like, it, it's not the worst fat phobia, but there is a few fat phobic things in there. Yeah, she's kind got like of, a like a highly specific fetish for beating up fat men, huh? Yeah, like it it feels really tied into the whole typical corrupt noble imagery, which is also mm-hmm. gross because uh, it's always caged around that. Like it it has to be a nice plump corrupt noble, but it, yeah, it, it's just specific to that. But like with how much she just goes for just ruffians on the street that are attacking them, it, it's like I don't know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But yeah, because all of the yeah. all the main characters are like scrawny, beautiful, uh, your typical like bishi. Like yep. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, I I will say it's not it's not an iseki isekai until it is. 
Yeah. Like, that's true. Yeah, you don't know that. And I didn't even read her as a villainess until later they were like, oh, yes, and you are the villainess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like, oh, I thought she was just the heroine who punched people. No, like, so the early, like, immediately on that first scene, if you've seen any of these other Atome Isekai or that type of stuff, like, you know that scene. That's the one that gets referenced in, like, all of the Isekai. If there's a villainess, mm. like, it's frequently right after that uh, denouncement or if... It's building up to that denouncement, or if the villainous and the heroine are getting together, they're trying mm-hmm. to subvert that denouncement. So yeah, yeah. it's like that critical instant. Yeah, yeah. it's interesting because she didn't do any of the shit yep. at all. Yeah. She's not actually like a bad person at all. Yeah, this nope. this monk was interesting. I, I had I, th- I think I had a good time reading it, but I, I would agree that there's not the most substance there beyond the few like jokes that it has right yes it's pretty it's pretty floaty i think it it's mostly just hey you have some fun like maybe badgering back and forth especially with like the main prince you're following is another trope of the genre of Mm -hmm. the like hyper intelligent and reserved prince that sometimes he's going to become evil because he's too intelligent for everything else and seeking entertainment or whatever. But, mm-hmm. you know, that girl brings him entertainment is interesting. Yeah, yeah. So, like... Doesn't he call her his pet or toy? Yeah, toy. Yeah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is the thing. It's very het. It's very, very het. Yes. Um, which is very is, funny. Yeah, it is the, the like female fantasy about a harem which yeah. is a bunch of like beautiful men hanging off of you and a like... bunch of the most annoying men i've ever seen in my yes. entire life what the fuck is wrong with these trade people that the funniest... these this is the fantasy the funniest thing is like this one at least like pokes at like how obnoxious they are like some other ones just play it straight of just like yeah. oh it's so great that i'm the one that he finds entertaining it's like what? <laughs> uh huh. Well, she does think that right up until he like says one line too many. Yes, you know mm-hmm. what I mean. Yes, like she still is falling for it a little bit, but like at least the story seems aware of just like it yeah. is a little too obnoxious, but it it definitely feels like okay, he's the one she's going to end up with. I have two complaints. Yes, just go for it. One of them is minor and is really a like, uh. It makes sense because not everything gets printed physically anymore. It's so much easier to produce stuff that just ever gets released digitally. Mm. But um, I really don't like the page layouts. Uh, Fen art snob false. <laughs> um, so the thing is, is I read most manga. This is also the thing I have, uh, the, the grudge I have against webtoons mm. uh, and that style of thing. Is I just, I like how pages are laid out and especially how um this manga has like two page spreads Mm -hmm. but if it's not a two page spread the pages are meant to be read uh vertically i guess Mm -hmm. so like one at a time Mm. there's nothing like none of the there are maybe a handful of uh like pairs of pages that in a physical book would be like you open to that page mm-hmm. and you see both of them next to each other that actually work together and every other pair is like nope this just like it they clash it actively reduces the my enjoyment of uh i'm putting fen art cop jail <laughs> <laughs> 
No, that's, um, that's interesting because like uh, I, I read it on a tablet, so I'm seeing like a page at a time. So I don't ever see the two pages that would be paired. So, yeah, I'm this also is reading it on the way it. that I, me and Fen read. I do that, too. I, I like to see the smaller details more than I care about the two page layout. You know what I mean? Which is more of a philosophical difference than a like right way, wrong way kind of thing. And, yeah. and you do, well, you sacrifice size for because the there is an art to making. This is true. Uh, yes. like it's the it's the the, the way that land of the lustrous, beautiful yeah. for two page layouts. Uh huh. Uh, well, but even like there are like two page spreads which are like okay, it is one image spread across two pages. Looks great, awesome, perfect, cool. Uh and then there's just the way that your like your eye like wends its way through a page and um, the way that it picks up for manga. Uh, stuff from the left page just kind of like passively while you're reading the right page mm-hmm. um and then and then the flip of like you flip the page and there's like a cliffhanger sometimes mm-hmm. or like oh i wonder what's gonna happen next mm-hmm. and you get to you get a little surprise when as you flip it um and yeah it's just it, it's a thing that i care deeply about mm-hmm. and is uh something that is uh this manga certainly doesn't do any of that oh yeah because again, like none of the pages don't work together. The other complaint I have is that they introduce a cute little dog man, and in a in a maid outfit, in a maid outfit, and he only lasts like a chapter and a half <laughs> before he gets a butler outfit. Yeah, and then, and then he's in a in a slave uniform and like God, yeah, and Wait, like it. Go for it. Go go ahead. You first. Oh, I was gonna say, and it does like. It doesn't engage at all with the idea of like, oh, I removed his enslavement and now he's going to serve as my butler and like doesn't like <laughs> yep. actually do anything with that like juxtaposition at all. Like why? Like, sure. Yes. The treatment of one is worse than the other, I guess. But like it doesn't engage with like what is the power structure here and is it actually different? This is like classic isekai. Yeah. Like, this yeah. is a video game moral choice of you get this follower. Now, do you want good karma or bad karma for recruiting them? yeah mm-hmm. you know what i mean he's he's an interesting character because like he's the nicest of the boys i would say but he just he just wants her to pet his head and yeah, like praise yeah him. he's adorable uh-huh and yeah i i had the same arc of like oh is one of these characters going to be a girl who is like hanging out with her and then yes. uh no oh it's a cross-dressing boy okay i'm fine with that and then it's like oh no 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 it's just a regular boy yeah yes I do like that the other maids are still latched onto him. Like, no, 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 we—that uh-huh. was our girl, our boy. Now, whatever. Like, uh-huh. the other maids uh-huh. are so supportive of him. Like, give me that story. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah. I think the the first time I had like a like a flag in my head go off of like, oh, this story is. Hmm. I'm not sure what this story is doing. It was then that. When this girl is publicly denounced, when the main character is publicly denounced and her engagement to this asshole guy is broken off and all this stuff, right? The very first thing she does is punch the girl. Yes. But mm-hmm. it was... Uh, it was and the funny girl, as hell. The girl, me. aside from looking like a shithead, we do not know that she's secretly... Uh, are we going to talk about the whole thing? Go for it. We might as well. Like, it's only two it's, volumes. There's like five out and it's ongoing like let's just yeah. go ahead and talk about those uh you only read up to chapter 14 right or 15 ben read i read all the whole thing i read up okay. to chapter 15 uh-huh. so 
So well, I guess she's here evil is the thing. Yes. Like yeah. well, we don't have to talk about the whole deal. But as soon as it was revealed that she's like an evil manipulator, I was like, oh shit, that prince is gonna come back. <laughs> I I'm I, I, that has not happened yet, but I'm a hundred percent certain because that prince is so, is also like a pretty guy instead of like a fat ugly dude. I'm sure he's gonna <laughs> come back and try and get a redemption arc because mm-hmm. that's the kind of sh- thing this feels like to me. Every asshole dude who is also pretty gets an arc of trying to like woo her you know what i mean i'm this is, sure he's going to too so i'm not entirely sure on that one just because like mm-hmm. uh the the obvious like actual romance interest also is just like no i've never liked him this is an excuse for me to get rid of him and mm-hmm. like it this story seems much less interested in the redemption so far mm-hmm. like so far um yeah it hasn't come up yet but there was a moment where it was like, oh, yes, she was mind controlling him. That I was like, oh, so it wasn't his fault. Well, so his <laughs> anyway, that's a, that's a quibble that yeah. uh, whatchamacallit. That's yeah. that's just the kind of vibe that I get from this thing. Right. Yeah. Is like we see a lot of assholes who are mean to her uh, or like are try to like take possession of her. Mm-hmm. And it's like, haha, isn't that cute? Anyway, they're a recurring character now. Like the the dragon prince boy. Is what well, I'm thinking of. Yeah, that. So I mean, he told that's everyone much, much later, and uh-huh. like, yeah, and that was one when he came back. So I guess I'll step back here. Part of the mm-hmm. reason that I had mentioned like the two volumes, not even just because I'm sorry like, hey, for running up ahead. No, that's fine. Was uh partially one, yeah, a, a pretty easy amount to get through, but mm-hmm. two like after that first arc completes which is all pretty bog standard like mm-hmm. and if you just want to have fun having her punch people the step right after that is when it just opens up to okay instead of it being this like within this kingdom it is definitely a bigger like global thing and starts mm-hmm. being about war and uh, international religion and like it's just yeah it it kind of blows out the scope so if it had something smaller to play with it's now absolutely gone yeah yeah yeah, yeah it's interesting because like they have this arc of like trying to root out corruption among the nobility, which they do by crashing one party. Um, exactly. Yeah, it turns out that all of the corrupt nobles were at this one slave auction, and everyone who wasn't there is is uh, perfectly good and fine. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah. That's very funny. Yeah, I had fun reading it. I'm I'm sorry for like yeah. just dumping. no no no. Uh, I did like, definitely enjoy. She has like cool time powers that she uses to like accelerate herself and run around punching everyone super fast. And as she uses up her powers, her like silver hair starts to turn black. Mm-hmm. Very cool. That stuff's fun. Yeah. And like, I, I don't remember how much the bit comes up again, but like one of the early fights, she just kicks a dude straight up in the air and has her leg go completely vertical and the next panel is oh excuse my posture like she's still uh-huh. a proper lady while she's beating the shit out of everybody uh-huh. <laughs> or she tries to be she's she great when she's getting excited for a fight she like she's such a flat affect character most of the time but she her, she gets like such sparkles in her eyes <laughs> when and she's getting excited for a fight a lot of times you get a zoom in with like extra detail like Kind of how you would expect they would do, like, the Bishi characters for an actual otam- Otome, and just like, oh, yeah, this is a moment. It's like, she just wants to punch the shit out of people, and that's exciting. <laughs> yeah, that's uh-huh. fun. That's the fun stuff, for sure. For sure. Yeah. Fen, you got any other thoughts about Mad Dog Princess? 
Oh, this well, is her nicknames this is, are great. This is the thing. Like the first, they say her nickname is the Mad Dog Princess, and I'm like, oh, okay, okay, that's gonna be reoccurring. And then they say a different nickname, and I can't remember which one. It was like Blood Soaked Princess or something yeah. like that. Well, and I was like, oh wait, I thought her. Other, and then they keep doing this every like time someone says, oh my god, that's the, and they give her a different like uh-huh. ter- terrible nickname. Even better than that, though, is, like, the first nickname I think you hear for her or see for her is, like, she's the Ice Rose or something like that for, mm-hmm. like, her persona in school, which is, like, you know, typical, you know, stone-faced, whatever, popular girl that you would see in one of these. But then it's like, oh, wait, no, Mad Dog Princess. Uh-huh, like, yeah. Wait, so she's what? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like... <laughs> it, like, just puts the history onto it all, too, just pretty much instantly. It's not just that she's out of nowhere going berserk on this one class. No, this is a passion of hers. Uh-huh, uh-huh. But, yeah. Go for it, Finn. Oh, yeah. I just... It was fine. Yeah. I... Um... I don't... Boys are fine. Sometimes. <laughs> I just very anti-boy. <laughs> I'm not anti-boy so much as I am uh, boy agnostic. Yes. Uh-huh. Um, Boys happen or not. Uh, I'm not really aware of it. So the... Like the conceit of it being uh her wandering around gathering boys for her harem is like yeah it's fine you already don't like a harem anime yeah that is girls being gathered i really like uh characters having relationships they get a lot of development um i don't like things that are like primarily about uh like one character kind of playing a bunch of different characters mm-hmm. off them mm-hmm. off each other and off themselves and, mm-hmm. um yeah classic yeah. isekai tome oh yeah stuff. yeah for sure okay, that's, that's, the that's why we don't like that genre exactly we don't, yes like, play with that genre very much no. yeah which is part of why i brought this one over was just because eh, punch girl might be fun and like sniper especially i in in the discord seemed like it might be something they would be enjoy hearing about though it's not two girls so yeah uh-huh, um, uh-huh. this is the thing i would like it a lot more if it was gay probably yep. but not that much more <laughs> um uh-huh. i think that's the other thing is like oh i'm really interested in a a world where uh apparently everyone is blessed by a god mm. and like everyone has some kind of power mm-hmm. and like that would be interesting to tell a story about that world but it's like that's not really what the story is about it's that is an excuse for characters to have cool magic yeah mm-hmm. not like a core part of the story that like matters uh-huh it also is um only the main characters know how to use that power at all yeah yes. yeah they're like oh yes everyone has some blessing from some god but most people don't know what blessing or how to use it or anything about it and don't care because they're common people yeah <laughs> yeah and like it's like we've said a few times there's not much more to this at all like no. i i could have assumed there was a light novel about this but i didn't know and hearing it's there so was a light wordy. novel it's like there's just why would there be that much more to, like there's not more meat to this yeah well the thing about it is that like every single text bubble in like i i was reading a fan translation um i don't know if there's an official translation but some of those text bubbles they just crammed they just decreased the font size and crammed in so much text it's like oh yeah these characters talk a lot because this is a light novel Mm -hmm. style thing you know what i mean but like the things that actually drew me to it was like the the action in the panels or just looking at her specifically so it's just like fun fights I'm, i'm sure some people 
I'm sure, obviously, some people do like it and would buy it and rate it, but it's just no. that I wouldn't extra call substance this, isn't there for me. I wouldn't call this Yuri derogatory. It's definitely not Yuri, obviously. No. Because yeah. it's in Yuri T. We, our, <laughs> see, Fen, our spreadsheet of stuff that we've talked about is separated into Yuri and derogatory. Yeah. So it feels like we declare things honorary Yuri or they're bad. I know what I like. I wouldn't call this derogatory. No. 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 Not at all. I mean, okay, I did rate it two stars on any list and market has dropped, but that's uh, not that's, one yeah. star. No, no. It's like I would probably read more of it if I remember it at some point. Yeah. I probably won't, but that's just because I have a large backlog of stuff that I, like, I am going to enjoy more than this. Yeah, I would read, Um, like, a couple years from now, I would notice that there's, like, 40 chapters or something. Yeah. And then, like, be like, oh, yeah, this will be a fun, like, night of reading. I will say, the the art is, like, mostly good to, like, good to find. Good to look at with the eyes. Yeah. Good Um, to experience with the face. Yeah. Like she does, she does, sure does punch and kick some people, and it looks good. The way that her gloves completely clash with the yes. aesthetic of everything. Yes, the world <laughs> she so just has funny. the most modern gloves. The like, the like side story about how she got those gloves is like pop one of the funniest things to happen in the entire manga for me. So I, I guess also for me, since you were mentioning on like it would be something you would come back to, like. Going back and rereading this, these first handful of chapters, like I'd mentioned earlier, I was following it month to month, mm-hmm. which now binging through just this first handful and knowing what's after that, it's just like, yeah, maybe I'll instead of following month to month, just like throw it off to the side, let it build up, mm-hmm. <laughs> maybe come Although, back to it. It sounds like you enjoyed it less reading it all in one chunk, right? No. Uh, so I originally read it up to uh, somewhere where uh, I think it's the beginning of like the Pope arc. Somewhere in there is where I right. caught up with translations. So, like, uh, okay. I was able to just, like, carry my momentum through up to there. And, like, uh, there are small things in there of, like, meeting the Pope and, or I, I don't remember if Pope, priests or whatever, um, and finding out their relationship. That was pulling me through after that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then recently when I saw. Oh, the, yeah, that kid. Yeah. God. It's so disappointing when that girl has such an obvious crush on her and then meets her brother and is like, oh, this is real love now. I'm actually yeah. into the brother. I was like, oh, cute. A little baby crush. That's so cute. Oh, oh, I see. It was a warm up. An- another thing I just dumped out of my head. <laughs> and like, <laughs> like I mentioned, or like we said earlier, when the other prince comes back and all of that, it's just like, the, that is not what mm-hmm. I was here for. So. Yeah. so it's fun to watch her punch people. Yeah, exactly. So, hey, I'll have a collection of watching her punch people instead of, is this going to be a punch people chapter? Mm hmm. So speaking hmm. of a bunch of people being blessed, but most not knowing how to use it, except for a small collection of people. Yeah, that's mm. a, that's a, yeah. Um, okay, this is going to be a two-part uh, dive into my wishes to fall in love until you die. Um, although I agree with the fan translator that, uh, uh, like, I want to fall in love until you die mm. is a better English title. Um it reads better uh or it is a more direct translation i guess of kimiga shinu made koi wo koi o uh shinai shitanai shitai i can't say you want to take a today. fresh pass yeah. at that uh-huh. one uh kimiga shinu made koi o shitai 
Uh, or again, uh, my wish is to fall in love until you die. Reading things out loud is hard enough in English, let alone in Japanese. Yes. Really? Um, this is a manga. We are, okay, right, two parts. First, we're going to give the basic pitch, and uh, I had initially said, uh, let's read the first two volumes, and then the third volume really is just incredible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it really starts to take off. Um, uh, did, did you read any blue? So I had, I had read this a while back on that Lily manga binge that I went on. Mm-hmm. So I had caught up, I'm roughly current with it, but like, Again, monthly things and falling out of my head, plus yeah. binging. So I so reread, the f- I think, up to chapter 15 or something like that. Okay. I think so Fen wanted to read or wanted to talk about the pitch, the first like 15 chapters or so, whatever, the first two volumes. First 10 chapters, but yeah. First 10 okay. chapters. And then uh, there was a couple things that happened after that uh, up to mm-hmm. chapter 26-ish yeah. that, we wanted, that I wanted to talk about and Fen now wants to talk about. Yes. I convinced Fen to read it. And uh, so, you know, so as we'll have always, a split where it's like, oh, here's spoilers for the big, like minor spoilers for like the setup and the premise yeah. and the beginning of the story. And then we'll spoil up to what's out in yeah. English and Japanese. Mm-hmm. Uh, chapter 26 is the latest thing that's been released okay, up to fan translations. <laughs> yeah, I just mean like, yeah. yeah, even if we could read Japanese, we couldn't read any more because mm-hmm. there's not more to read. It's <laughs> true. Um, OK, so this is a story. Is it a Yurihime story? Yes. Okay. Uh, Tell us to Yurihime. <laughs> Friend of the pod. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know that I feel comfortable saying that uh, a publishing company as big as... Uh... <laughs> oh, God. What when will we get Yurihime to guest on the podcast? Um, we'll get a little microphone for your copy. It would be very funny to have a Yurihime editor on God. and just like pick their brains about uh uh-huh. all of that. Yes, but we have but... to do it entirely in Japanese and translate it. <laughs> Nightmare. Uh okay. I'm sorry for being so punchy today. Um this is a story about a school where orphans are raised and they're taught magic and then they go off to war and hopefully come back. And some of them do not come back because it's a war where people die. <laughs> Notably, we're not talking about, oh, they're they're educated up to a certain point. It's like, oh, yes, I'm in math class right now and my number got called. <laughs> Maybe I'll see you later. <laughs> yep. I'm 14. <laughs> well, OK, so, um, yeah, uh, students are divided by year or by age into into classes, um, I think. I don't remember if they say, but I think it's like 10 through 10 through 17. I think uh-huh. we've seen classes up to 17. Uh, weird that we haven't seen any adult classes. Uh, there are adults out they there. They become yeah, teachers. Yeah. Probably. There are teachers. We see. Yeah, there's like two adults in the school. I think it's reasonable to assume that not many people make it past 17, which is... Yeah. It feels like they're scraping the bottom of the barrel a little bit in this war. Um, But... Uh yeah, so their their students are taught how to kill people, and um the the main character that we follow, her name is Sheena, um and she is not very good at magic, <laughs> and we open on uh the announcement of right all of the girls are paired into two person rooms, 
And so we open on the announcement of her uh, her roommate's death. Mm-hmm. It's so casual. It's like, oh, yeah, the latest battles. But the people are back from the latest battle. Uh, unfortunately, one of our students is dead. Yep. It's like very matter of fact. Um, and most of uh, class 14 doesn't get called away. Uh-huh. Uh, They're young. Like, They're, yeah. Most of them aren't uh, qualified yet. Yes. They do like qualifiers. Yeah. Um, murder qualifiers but uh sheena's um friend and roommate was uh and in replacement of that person seemingly also because there are scheming uh teachers trying to do something Mm -hmm. uh who could say it's this is very much an in-progress work with a lot of like open questions about motivations and uh where it's gonna end up but um mimi is added to the Mm. class and i think we get that uh the immediate pitch on mimi is that there is a super weapon that the school of the school like the single most dangerous person they have is named mimi and it's a generational thing every time mimi dies they're replaced with a new mimi yeah which um, pitch. it doesn't take too long to find out that actually actually uh uh this is a world with magic yes i kind of like i like the design of their wands yeah they're like cool. yeah it's um, smoky yeah uh like yeah i like the the design of their wands and also how magic looks mm-hmm. it looks like weird and yeah, um, it's not like you can immediately say like oh they threw a fireball or something it, it's just like shapes really. yeah um sparks and like smoke mm-hmm. uh-huh. uh so as it turns out um resurrection magic is real yes and uh if you resurrect someone they become immortal <laughs> in exchange for your life yes mm-hmm. uh, you, can't, you can't do this to yourself as far as we know yes. you can't make yourself massively immortal. forbidden and forgotten and also very hard yes. like not anyone could just resurrect someone it seems like it takes uh quite a bit of expertise uh-huh but so mimi was resurrected by her mother by her mother and so there is only one mimi <laughs> yes it's uh, just her this whole time um but uh yeah she, she looks very young and she's an unstoppable killing machine yes who all uh is also very friendly and likable yeah um and so it's a it's a story about mimi and sheena falling in love as you might expect mm-hmm. given it's a yuri Hime comic yes <laughs> um uh and also it starts fast on the lesbian shit yeah uh-huh there's girls kissing in like chapter two it is it it's a fun like uh okay actually those girls are are kissing because uh that's how you transfer mana yeah it's like they've um, got mana transfer they've got but uh, then it's also like oh no but they're kissing because <laughs> they like each other yeah yeah she's she's mimi's like oh what are those girls doing or whatever and she's like oh well they're they're the other girls hurt and she's helping her and they're like the like close up on their lips as they're gasping and then kissing again uh-huh. <laughs> uh maybe we should just take a detour <laughs> yep um and so yeah it's it is it is about the two of them falling for each other it's also about the cost of war and how much it sucks to be a child soldier <laughs> yeah, and like it to suck to be a child soldier watching your friends go off and not knowing if they're gonna come back grief and grief. i think it's a, it's a lot about yeah. grief and grieving and grieving people who are still alive but might not be tomorrow yeah 
Mm-hmm. Um, I think I think in the first two volumes, Sheena starts investigating. Hey, is there any way I could undo this resurrection on Mimi? It's so funny that she goes up to like the teachers and is like, "So could I maybe kill your super weapon?" <laughs> um, <laughs> because the thing that Sheena realizes is, "Hey, Mimi, you go off to war, and Mimi is not indestructible." Uh. Mimi can get cut up into several pieces and she just like regenerates. Which does I think volume two ends right there too, is when she finds out. Yeah. And so uh Sheena realizes, oh hey, you're you're not like going off into battles and being really heroic and then just coming home. You're going off into battles, getting chopped up and being brought home in a bag. Yeah, these people could really stand to invest some time and energy into researching like defensive magic or shields because people yep. just get like blown to pieces instantly yep. yeah there's they've put more work into the the spell that what makes your body dissolve when you die so uh-huh. that people can't God. capture your corpse that fucking moment <laughs> we'll get there we're <laughs> yep. gonna get uh, there yep, yep, yep. okay so uh yeah we also see yeah, Mimi comes home in a bag every time. We don't. The thing is, uh, crucial is we see very little of actual battle. Yes. Um, it is like Sheena is not good at at combat magic, mm-hmm. and so she very rarely like is in fights. Yeah. Uh, and so she, we she fails the qualifier every time. Yeah. Is never offered the like. Oh, do you want to go to to war early because you're grateful to us for <laughs> raising you um which is like it's a really fun perspective to have on this is having someone who like fundamentally is just viewing the consequences of this war mm-hmm. without really seeing what fights look like mm-hmm. um and we, but also we get we get fun days like uh grat- gratitude day um yeah. which is also a like which is rough misery. uh it's a day when when everyone like puts out uh the possessions that they don't use anymore or uh say the possessions of people who were killed uh who were their roommates um just some extra things lying around nothing important yeah and uh i think yeah um and and like everyone kind of walks around and like exchanges cookies uh or like you know kind of grabs stuff that they need um that kind of thing and uh let's see what else we, yeah we also see a funeral for Sheena's friend where it's like everyone empty just, casket yeah. people put in stuff yeah. to bury uh-huh. like Sheena had like a worn out teddy bear of this girl yeah it's rough that yeah they don't even get to like view the bodies of the people that they care about before like to say goodbye it's just yeah i don't know like drop in that uh that bunny that she was always holding at home because remember she was a 14 year old (laughs) um yeah i think it's i think it's really good let's Mm -hmm. dive in a little more to all right um, so we're gonna spoil up to what's out of this story now um so if you want to skip to this is the last thing we're covering for your et time so you can just skip to day uh epilogue the epilogue so the uh, epilogue epilogue description day epilogue uh if you want to not hear any more of this if you want to check it out Mm because it is interesting it's also pretty sad i think it 
even if you listen to the spoiler discussion and something there is like, oh, that's really interesting. I think it's still worth reading. Yeah. Like, even if I'd known exactly what was going to happen, I would still like it's I like the way it's drawn. I like I like the writing of it. Yeah. Is like, yeah, we can't yeah. really convey that on a podcast. No, it's a lot of fun. Like, I, since this part will be before the full or fits before the full spoiler. Anyways, um, it's really fun looking at this right next to Unlimited Blade Works, especially looking at like mana transfers in there but like much better especially mm -hmm. compared to yeah. anyways uh and then also <laughs> the same uh the morality that sheena has and the moral quandary that she's facing versus the way that shiro fo faces it in this route or doesn't face it in this route mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. it, it was really fun looking at those back and forth yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah, I think we we do get a decent amount of before the two volume cutoff that was arbitrary, but mm -hmm. um, we do get a decent amount of her being like, uh, well, I am I able to comment on what the teachers are doing given that I can't go fight? Yeah. So like, is it up to me? Can I say that this is a bad thing that you're doing? I don't yeah. know. <laughs> and her sitting down, sitting Mimi down, being like, well. You wouldn't be happy if I was gone, and just imagine the people on the other side. They they have people that they wouldn't be happy if they were gone, and just pitching that morality there. And uh -huh. before, like you said, ever seeing like what the actual toll of war on the battlefield looks like, but like mm -hmm. also notably, we don't ever yet, or we haven't yet seen the overall picture of like what the motivating factors for like what is this war, or why is it happening? It is just, okay. We okay. have gotten that. Okay. Yes. You okay. haven't seen that. It's an interesting bit. I do want to talk okay. about that. I don't yep. think it's like a, I don't think it like changes the story fundamentally to learn, but. Perfect. So uh, okay. teaser I'm for the cut. Putting a marker in. We're starting spoilers. Starting spoilers. Spoilers start now. Okay. Volume three sucks. <laughs> I mean that in the best way possible. Yeah. As soon as the chapters. thing starts, mm. as soon as the thing starts, every chapter, we get like a catch up of what happened in the last chapter. And we have the bios for four characters. What are their names? We got oh, Sheena and Oh, I completely and Mimi. forgot those because those uh, stop after Ari the or first Ali. like opening. Um, Fen, do you know the names of the other two girls? Yeah. Okay, so Sheena, Mimi. That's uh, the main pair. Seiran and Ari. Seiran and Ari. These are a pair of girls who are obviously dating and are roommates who are dating yes. from like <laughs> chapter one. Yes. They are like holding hands in class and all this stuff. Ooh. Very cute couple. I think uh, I, yeah, I could have mentioned it earlier. We, we get it's a little like, like very early on, we get two couples. It's Seiran and Ari. And then those and two girls who we don't get the names of. Yeah, at that point. Uh, like two senpai. The senpai. Um, one of whom dies and then. Yeah, um, on gratitude day. There's yeah. like a moment where she's giving away these two a dresses, pair of dresses. A pair of dresses, and she says they were meant to be worn together. <laughs> Smiling the whole time, too. Yeah. Uh, that's such a great... Uh -huh. I mean, it sucks. But. It's great that we... They're like faceless background characters at first, so it's so like... When I recognized her, I was like, oh, shit. Yep. Yeah, it's a... Oh, no. There's a fun, a like... Blonde girl. It's, it's fun watching a manga say, like, oh... This main couple is going to take a while, but it, this is a world with with gay people in it. Mm -hmm. So don't worry. Here are a bunch of couples mm -hmm. that are like on the sideline and aren't yeah. going to get as much focus. But like, don't worry. We know what we're doing. Yeah. So she, uh, what was her name? Shinai? Uh, Seiran. Seiran. Wow. What the fuck? Oh, I was thinking Sheena. Mm. Um, 
Sedan is kind of like the very serious, works very hard, like dark haired girl. And she has this like floatier, ethereal girlfriend uh, who keeps her grounded. You know what I mean? Notably the only or, person in the manga with like any kind of darker skin tone. Yeah, she does have darker skin. Mm-hmm. Um, and like pale hair. Mm-hmm. So uh, Sedan wants to go, become strong enough to go to war early because she is grateful to be taken in by this academy. We get a shot of her well, like on the street eating like a frog or raw or something like that before she was picked up. Grateful to be taken in and also wants to protect Ari. And protect her girlfriend. Yes. Yeah. This is the two the two sides. And Ari uh, is like... Very, so trying to be supportive of her we don't see any any doubt doubt in her she's just like you yeah, you do the things that you need to do i'm proud uh-huh. of you i love you all this stuff right you can absolutely <laughs> do it sedan uh goes on to like ace one of these practical exams where you fight a bunch of uh like shadows summoned by the teachers right which mm-hmm. you can get fucked up in that our the main character got her arm chopped off in the first one of these that we see Armed, yeah, chopped off and lost. Like the, part lost, of the thing was lost. they couldn't. Where did it go? It. Where did the arm go? Um. Yeah. Uh, Mina kisses her and makes it grow back, which is fascinating that that happens. And also, when they unwrap that bandage, and there's just like a seam where it was attached. Not just like a seam, but like an inset line where the yeah. new arm like is connected. To uh-huh. the old one like they screwed it on is so gross in like, her I, face when she looks at it is I don't so exactly what they said either but it like implied like if she uses it too roughly it might just fall off yes <laughs> yep uh-huh <laughs> yeah they're like just be careful with it for a few weeks until the seam heals yep which Anyways. is like oh that's why yeah there's there's a moment where you're like wait did she just lose an arm yeah right and then it's like I oh it okay first, and i was like wait no oh, it's actually fine because, like, there's magic here. But I think there's a version of the story which is like, oh, it's fine because there's magic here. And then there's this story which is like, no, no, it's not. She still, that still hurts like hell. Yeah, it's Like, you still go through that pain. Uh-huh. It's not, it's not that, like, that doesn't happen. <laughs> it's notable that the healing magic doesn't make the pain go away, really. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's not numbing. Well, and so, now that we're in spoilers territory, uh, like, Sheena is one of the only people who can make pain go away. Yes. She can't heal people, but... Yeah, she can, like, provide energy to things, like yeah. flowers bloom and stuff mm-hmm. like that, and she can comfort people. Yeah. Magically. Uh, which, oh, God, what a rough job she has now. Uh-huh. At, at the end of what we've read is... And we'll get back to uh, Seran and Ari. Um, What a rough job she has now... Because her job is to just like, cool, my girlfriend showed up. She's in a bunch of pieces. She's in a bag. It's the I'm bag. Just gonna... is, if the first time she sees this, we saw it once already, but like an older student or an adult, I don't know. He just mm-hmm. kind of comes in. He's like, yeah, I got all the stuff. Oh, you're the nurse's I've got the new normal assistant. package. I got the yeah. stuff, you know. She really overdid it this time and just dumps a wet Does bloody it even bag say, into like, the... Just like it's it's the normal delivery. Like it's so just. He does say one time that she overdid it. Uh, I don't uh... think it's the first time. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But yeah, it's just, he's just so casual about it. You yeah. Know? It's like, oh, and, this is what always happens. And Sheena opens the bag and sees the like dismembered corpse of her girlfriend. Uh, and yeah. So after she's after she's realized that that is that her power is like 
like reassurance it's like the the nurse describes it as healing people's hearts mm-hmm. um she's like oh cool my job now is to like because this is a pain like regeneration or like re restitching herself together is a painful process so uh my job now is to hang out with my girlfriend and just like hold her and alleviate the pain that she goes through every time she comes back she bleeds all over her yeah Yeah. Um, she's very scared of like upset at the sight and scent of blood too so mm -hmm. this is extra hard on her because yeah poor girls just bleeding all over her it's rough yeah which is like so this is why i said we're going to talk about lecora's recoil Mm -hmm. um because there's there are similarities in terms of like tone wise zero similarity (laughs) uh the chorus recoil is such a like uh joyous like goofball show yeah. that gets serious yeah that sometimes is a little serious mm-hmm. uh when it needs to do plot i guess yeah if, if we really must <laughs> um versus this which is like they're both about children being raised as weapons yes and like chorus takes that as like okay that's the background anyway let's yeah. have a fun like comedy let's, let's have a romp yeah. uh and this is about like hey this sucks <laughs> hey hey this is not good for anyone involved let's talk about say again. yes say passes her exam finally yeah and she goes uh she get her number comes up they call the numbers and she leaves class one day mm-hmm. and uh mimi too mimi goes out too and uh mimi is called for basically every um what is the other girl's name ari ari Uh, Ari. Ari. yeah for sadon she like uh kisses her in front of the whole class it's a great very like speaking of of two-page spreads it's an incredible spread of just like there's like at least one student just kind of like head down on the on the desk like looking away and there's like one looking like oh huh, what yeah uh, they've been very like everyone knows it feels like yeah they're they're not that secretive about it but they are trying to like be secretive about it you mm-hmm. got i think mimi still looking at Sh- uh, sheena just like yeah i'm gonna go off <laughs> still mm-hmm. off in the background but uh this and uh Sadon comes back from this fight mm-hmm. we like, like see a flash of her shooting someone don't we yes and uh she makes it back mm-hmm. is the thing R- roughed up but uh they're very happy to see each other mm-hmm. and then Sadon like collapses talking about the murder that she did the killing it's such uh-huh. a uh-huh. good head fake to make sure to have that conversation too because like uh-huh. everything about like everything leading up to this like anything else it would be the lead up to her death just immediately yes. like it's just like she's gonna die this chapter and that's gonna be it but like no it's important she comes back and has this conversation so well, that she can die next chapter before <laughs> well but before she goes off the first time right Irie gives her a pendant is it the first time no or it's, it's the, the second, second time. time it's the second, it is the second okay. time that's when she get, yeah it's because Irie writes it while she's gone oh right right yeah uh-huh uh can i just read so it is a pendant with a letter inside yes uh can i just read that letter real quick the pendant yep. is the letter stored magically in there yeah uh please don't let let Seron think painful thoughts if she gets hurt by some cruel chance please let someone be there to help her i won't cry when i'm alone so don't worry about me I'm so proud of the way you walk towards the battlefield with an unwavering heart. Come back safely to my beloved Sauron from your Ari. And which you yeah. And we don't get we don't see the actual letter until after she's already gone. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, because, okay, the chapter ends with them, like, embracing, and then the next chapter starts in the middle of Sauron's, like, second mission yeah. out, right? Mm-hmm. And things yeah, aren't going... They, uh, they yeah. start out uh, showing them, like, kind of pre-deployment, and uh, Sauron, like, or I guess Mimi notices Sauron's pendant and asks about it, and they have a nice little exchange about the tokens or favors that they're taking from their their partner. Uh, Mimi has like a little wreath, crown wreath, right? Flower yeah. crown that yeah uh, that uh, yeah, uh-huh. Sheena makes every time. She makes it every single time. <laughs> I don't think we mentioned it before, but uh, before Mimi got transferred into class fourteen, it sounds like she was just like. Not kept in a cell, literally, but like kept She's never interacted with isolated. people her yeah. age. Uh, and so it's oh. it is a new it it's not like she has been alive for hundreds she of was, years. Long time, uh, yeah. She was surprised by Onigiri. Like that's how isolated she yeah. was. She had never really seen it. She was surprised by it and happy about it the first time she got to try it. She yeah. that's how she met Sheena. It's just she was enticed by this scent. I guess it's yeah, it's a it is not the case that she has gone through this process multiple times no. already. This is the first time. They really this is, put it off. This yeah. is the first time that she's like fallen for someone and like been cared for. And yeah, I also want to note that the flower crown. Sheena learned how to make them from her her roommate, her yeah. previous roommate. Uh-huh. <laughs> Just constant like little knife in the back moments of this thing. Anyway. Sadon uh gets beat up really bad in this in this fight. Again, it, the fights are very like brutal and sudden. Just people running in the woods and then someone dies. You know what yeah. I mean? Mm-hmm. Always, I always like that style of fight. Yeah, uh, it's like it's is... not flashy. They're not like yelling cool spells and like shooting dragon missiles at each other. It's just like, oh, I'm covered in blood and I don't know where that shot came from. It definitely feels like a combination of um the author is not an action mangaka <laughs> yeah totally but also it really fits with the vibe of the yeah. story which is not about heroics it's not about oh it's cool that people go off to fight wars and like and then come back and like they're they're badass uh-huh it's, it's about how much that sucks it's like oh it yeah practicality yeah 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 again it's like i given that they are not like well versed in in drawing action i think they do a really good job of uh making making the fights look cool yeah in a way that is like oh yeah this mm-hmm. cool and also suck like there's a there's a there's a chapter where mimi comes back and is like oh yeah they the enemies are using this like weird black smoke now and like conjures some of it and sheena's like wait 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 no don't do that it's like rots your flesh or something like that yeah so anyway Sadon gets hurt really bad and is trying to make her way back to cool. first uh, one of her senpai is hurt, and she like helps them with medicine that she has. Which oh, I thought that was on the way the back, but yeah, no, uh, it was before she got hurt. Yeah, she gives she him all it. of her magic medicine. Mm-hmm. Yep, she saves none for herself, and then gets hit really, really bad. Well, yeah, and it's a particularly painful because uh, she's they draw never... it out for so long. Well, she's never like this is her like second, third yeah. battle. I think second. there's definitely like just second, a second one. I can't have no proof. Yeah, there it it is in that mode of second. there's not it we don't get a like and 6 months later this happened. It's very much a like time passed, who knows how much, mm-hmm. doesn't really matter. Um but yeah, it's just like it starts with like 
oh, huh, that's the back of my, my back feels kind of warm. Mm. Oh, wait, that hurts. What is this? And she, like, manages to escape, it seems like. Mm. Uh, meets up back up with Mimi, and they're walking back, like, they're like, okay, we're over. We're walking back, and, uh... There's, like, shots of, like, more and more blood, blood yeah. coming from her. She's at the end of the line, so no one has noticed this. Uh-huh. Which is really awful because the, there is a chance that someone could have helped her. Is the is the vibe that I got? Literally, if anybody it, else had noticed, but like she's lost so maybe. much blood, she's she's like, like delirious. So. She thinks she's fine because kind of delirious. Uh huh. She mentions how cold she is, and then she Mimi stops and how Mimi, pale she is. Mimi turns around and she's uh turning to ash. Uh huh. <laughs> Which is this? The spell is what killed her, but the um is it the the collars that they wear that turn that destroys your body yeah i think think that's the case i think she crossed a line into what it considered dead and it just burned her up Uh uh-huh this is this is also the thing of like if mimi had ever had friends before Mm -hmm. she might have noticed and been able to say oh here's what we need to do but because Mm -hmm. her body is so different Mm -hmm. and because she's literally never had someone she cares about before uh she doesn't even know oh you're dying <laughs> god the way even in the practical battles where uh, they are like the girls are like helping each other affix their death collars to each other. Uh-huh. <laughs> <sighs> anyway so we get a lot of Ari uh not handling it well mm-hmm. but in various ways well so the thing is we we get a chapter yeah we get a chapter where uh um Oh god, what a so I immediately forgot her name cuz I'm so bad with names. Seiron? Seiron. We get we get the chapter where Seiron dies. And then um and then we get a flashback to Irie writing the letter and like Irie think the like end of the chapter reveals that it was all like Irie just sitting there going like like reminiscing over her time yeah. with Seiron and it's like Oh, yeah, I remember, like, there's a really cute bit about them being like, oh, we should clean the floor, but we don't have much storage space. And then one of them's like, oh, well, we could just, like, prop up your bed and, like, put stuff in there. Because mm-hmm. um, we're sharing the bed now. Yeah. Uh, it's really cute. And it's just, it. it's so rough. It's so, it's such a great way to do it is mm-hmm. have the character die and then have uh, uh the, their lover be like, oh, yeah, right. Like... We had such a wonderful time together, mm-hmm. and now all that's over. Yeah, and and she like she holds so long, you know what I mean, uh-huh. and, until the coffin. <laughs> yeah, when she finally admits to, I think it, it to Mimi that she promised that they promised each other they wouldn't cry if the other one wasn't there. It's so tragic. And the, the girl Sheena and Mimi are like, I think it would be okay for you to uh-huh. cry. And she just starts like ugly you. crying in front of the coffin. Uh huh. Oh, it's rough. <sighs> Fuck. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um this this is the bit that like I didn't know this was coming. Uh and so I was like, oh, the first two volumes give us like the setup for what this manga is, and then I read that and was like, we need to talk about this. It's so the the most fantastic bit I have a good fun story about this. First of all, the uh the chapter where Sheena first goes to fight, it ends the translator note that I read for it was like, Holy <laughs> yep. shit. Whoa fuck. 
I thought someone was going to die for sure in that one. Oh, I'm so happy that it ended. And then the second chapter where she does die, it's like, I'm so sorry for jinxing it. It's my fault. I did it. I didn't know this was coming. It was funny rereading because uh, the source I was on didn't have the volume markers. So I was just trying to remember like it's somewhere around like, I don't know, 10, 15, something like that. So I kept going and I got to right around where she finally dies. I finished that chapter. I'm like, so where was the actual volume two cut off? Probably here. And go back. like, wait, it cut off like three chapters before this and they wanted to stop there. <laughs> <laughs> How could they stop there? <laughs> I came downstairs because I had read it that night and Fen was still uh, hadn't like caught up yet mm -hmm. you know what i mean and i was like oh yeah fen how far did you get and fen's like well you know pretty pretty far and i was like so the girl died and fen was like yeah and i was like yeah the black-haired one fen was like what <laughs> <laughs> oh fen thought i was talking about the first time that sheena saw mimi in pieces yeah well, I mean, something uh, like that oh yeah. or the blonde girl one of those two the, yeah so many girls die in this mm -hmm. um yeah real quick yeah so Blute, you didn't know this because it's in it's in chapter twenty six that it's oh, finally revealed okay. why they're we're gonna talk um, about the <laughs> um, which is fascinating. So there's a grimoire, of course, that uh, that has all the bad stuff in it, all the bad stuff, and like, right, well, right. Sorry, one before we get there, one one more thing about Irie is uh. Sheena, Mimi, and Irie are walking somewhere, and Mimi's like, hey, so what if uh, resurrection magic existed and you could bring back Sheena? Yeah, Mimi, or oh. the thing is, uh, Mimi knows the spell, even if she, I don't think she could do it herself. Yeah. Because uh, she saw it happen. And there's, yeah. a, there's a moment, again, again, back to really liking uh, like how page layouts are designed. There's a moment where, uh, before turning the page, it's like, Irie's like, well and then you turn the page and it's like oh no i wouldn't want that like mm. even though i miss her even though it's painful you shouldn't like screw with somebody else's soul like that uh -huh. and also the like i wouldn't be able to live with oh cool my girlfriend's back uh and i also had to kill a bunch of other people uh -huh. to to do that and like yeah he doesn't seem to I, Mimi has complicated feelings about that. It seems like I don't think she knows what to think about it. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, she's yeah. only just now grappling with these questions. Yeah, you know, because I mean? like, yeah, she's like, you know, two, three, four. She's lived for years and years and years. But this is this really is the first time she's had friends. And she like, has been around. She breaks since down before the academy was founded. Yeah, yeah. Before it was a school, it used to be like an archive back in like the old days. Mm -hmm. And yeah, she has a breakdown and she's like, wait, but she's not here anymore. <laughs> uh, like, Seron isn't going to hang out with us anymore. Uh -huh. it's, it sucks in the best way. There's a magic book. Mm -hmm. It's a grimoire, whatever you want to call it. Filled with, it has the Forbidden resurrection magic. spell. It has a bunch of other stuff. I think it stuff. starts with the resurrection spell and then gets worse. Mm -hmm. Uh it's Ooh. indestructible because of a powerful curse on it. Mm -hmm. uh, no one can dispel it. And uh, this country that is using child soldiers is holding on to it, keeping it sealed from even worse people. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's great. The, the students all know that there is some treasure that the country is pr protecting, yeah. but it's the way that, like, 
oh yeah that bit of information leaked out and no one knows more so it's like oh someone's like oh it's a like a big jewel mm-hmm. and other people are like oh well, like it's a secret weapon that's like terrible and like uh-huh. uh it's fun hearing yeah. all all of them be like oh it's it's this thing no i heard it's this thing and it seems like for the vibe i got was oh but some country knows what it is now yes Uh uh-huh and that's why it's a never-ending war yeah because some like hawkish like expansionist empire found out about it Mm -hmm. and if they get a hold of that it's interesting because it's interesting how it creates like an uh, a noble excuse for a forever war yeah Mm -hmm. but also kind of fails to do that you know like you can say positive for this country they have the book where they could make an army of Minas, mm-hmm. but they don't do that. Mm-hmm. Negative. Of course, they wouldn't want to make an, a whole army of immortal super soldiers because then they could take over the country <laughs> if they had uh, like class solidarity, which they <laughs> would develop eventually because they live forever. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yep. It's an interesting like quagmire of, oh, yes, we actually have a good reason to be doing this. So you kids better die. <laughs> die proudly <laughs> yeah God. yeah I'm... the the interesting thing is i i don't know that it's necessarily trying to absolve the like country and the, the adults from the violence of what they're mm-hmm. doing but it is creating a thing where it's like a situation where it's like oh yeah this isn't gonna end anytime soon it's not like there's an evil prince who's causing all of this you know what i mean yeah, yeah. some sort of a solution needs to be found and it hasn't at all and there's no sign of one it's like, how do you stop a whole country from knowing that you have uh, the most dangerous magical object that they want? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, so the war just continues forever. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. It th- seems it feels like they're losing a little bit to me, mostly because of how young they're like pulling soldiers. Yeah, there's so there's a yeah. thing in one of the earlier chapters where it like they basically say that they're the child soldiers are more in demand now and like it sounds like the child soldiers supplemented or replaced the existing army and like it's framed mm-hmm. at least in that moment of just like they're a better solution than adults than yeah. adults uh-huh. that's interesting which like it is the, yeah yeah part uh, of the interesting to be fair, these are all or are all orphans they don't yeah. have families outside of the connections that they make in this this quote-unquote school this is a better version of what executioner tried to set up that made me stop reading the light novel oh yeah yeah i've not read that far ahead in executioner uh it's not even that far ahead um oh yeah i think it's in the first novel when they start establishing what the orphanage is and everything and like Uh, basically when they explain it all it ends up being like uh it's the orphans, but, like, they're also the only ones that have magic. We're collecting only the orphans with magic, so only, it, mm. it's, like, a very almost Mary Stew. Like, they're the most tragic, but the most powerful, and yeah, it's just, like, this is worthless. Whereas over here, like, it's just, no, you're telling a story of, like, actual child soldiers. None of this is good. Yeah. And, yeah, it's like, oh, Sheena's here. She's terrible at magic. Also, another, an important thing to note about her is that part of the reason that she's terrible at magic is because she doesn't practice or try at all because she's terrified Uh uh-huh she has never tried to get good because she's always been kind of let the the moral she hasn't bought her 
No, the the moral thing set up with her is that she's sitting there with bated breath, hoping someone else's number gets called. Yeah. And we have a scene of her faceless roommate from before accusing her of being a coward. Yeah. You know what I mean? Her roommate yeah. being like, yeah, it's it's there's a fun scene where uh, Mimi, I think it's after like at some point Mimi starts hiding that she's coming back. Uh, she's like, oh yeah, you know, I I'll be more careful now. I'll come back, not scratched. Uh huh. Um. And she was like, oh, that's good. Yeah, she used uh, to, like, skip her bath and come straight to the room covered in blood. Uh-huh. Um, and so Mimi tries to hide the fact that she's still coming back in a body the, bag. That's um, the time that she leaves, that uh, Sheena come, is in the infirmary and sees the state that she comes back in. Yeah. Uh, and they fight, and Mimi's like, wait, but isn't it, isn't it better if you're just weak? And, like, yeah. isn't it better... If if you just wait at home and and I can come home to you, uh-huh. and then you don't worry because I look fine and you don't have to deal with me being in pieces. Yeah, because because there was an arc where Sheena was like, Mina and um or Mimi and Sheena react differently to uh Sedan's death, right? Mm-hmm. Mimi's reaction is. I'm going to work harder and put myself in more danger. I'm going to, like, force myself deeper into the meat grinder so that more people don't die. Yeah. yeah. Like, I will be the martyr yeah. for everyone. And Sheena is like, I have to start getting better uh-huh. at this. Because I can't just let all of my friends die while I hide. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mimi hates that. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's a fun, like, oh, yeah, the two of you are in love and don't. I haven't 100% realized it yet, uh-huh. but... And here's the thing. People stop dying uh-huh. because of Mimi pushing herself. Yeah. Which people react like, wow, she's amazing. But also, why wasn't she doing this earlier? People died because she didn't work harder. Yeah. And it's like, wow, that's a lot of weight to put on one like emotionally stunted kid. huh? And also, this really puts Sheena in a weird situation where she's like, is... Am I being selfish? Am if Mimi takes better care of herself, does that mean that uh does that mean that more people are going to die? Yeah. If she's careful, will people who can actually die and stay dead die yeah. instead? Um, is the weight of the emotional and psychological toll versus the physical toll. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, how much is Mina worth? Is she is it good to keep sacrificing Mina forever? I love that who you, has to live with the consequences. Like Loki mm-hmm. slipped into a ship name for them whenever you talk about Mimi. <laughs> Do I? Oh, Mina. <laughs> Mimi. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. No, I, I I know that her name is Mimi. I keep fucking it up. I also um, I also bef- yeah. She me. <laughs> I think it is a it is also just true that Sheena is bad at magic yeah like she she's a... not suited for it because she her specialty is restoration magic yeah. and everything else she's not good at it uh which the nurse describes as incredibly rare and the weakest form of magic notably yes. also was one of the only other people in history to have like had yeah, it and yeah. used it was mina's mother uh-huh. and that's why she was able to resurrect mina or uh-huh. mina mimi is because this magic made her suited to resurrection mm-hmm. uh I'm sure that that's not setting up anything. No, yeah. thank you. Uh, no. Notable that it doesn't mean that Sheena can stay, can become immortal and stay with Mimi. Yeah. If 
if I had to guess uh-huh. at where this ends, it is Sheena using her magic to undo Mimi's eternal life. Notably, that doesn't mean she goes back to being a normal kid. It means she dies because yeah. she's already dead. Uh-huh. <laughs> the, the nurse was like, hey, don't get this wrong. If if somehow her, that spell was stripped off of her, she would be dead. Mm-hmm. She's been dead this whole time. Which is yeah. yeah the, I, the the uh, title the title is literally I want to I want to love you until you die. Uh-huh. Which is like okay. It could be either. I would I would believe that it is it is Sheena like sacrificing herself to undo mm-hmm. what Mimi's mama did. Mama, that, did. mama. That was how <laughs> that was how Mimi told Sheena about it too. Was just like I'm dead, so I can't die. Yes. Uh-huh. People die when they're killed. Uh-huh. Uh we also Mimi. <laughs> we also get a fun um Seron is hanging out with getting to know or not Seron. Uh, uh, sorry, Irie is getting to know a senpai who also lost someone that the she loved. A couple from the beginning. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um this is such a terrible thing of like the girls like recognizes that they're gay pretty early and it's like, oh, I want to get to know them. That's cute. Like, I'm gay too. Even though I'm sad, I'm kind of like moving on and uh-huh. I want to be friends with other gay girls, you know? Uh-huh. And she like, Adi, she's standing with Adi at one point and Adi is seeing Sheena and Mimi be cute together. Uh-huh. And the girl like elbows her. And she's like, that's cute, right? You want to go get your girl too, right? And she's like, I can't anymore. <laughs> and walks away. <laughs> and it's, yeah, there's a great mo- there's there's a great both flashback and mm-hmm. then scene in the rain of Irie Ar- Ari. I You're keep saying Irie because I'm thinking of Kitakawa. Um uh Ari uh and the senpai whose name I don't remember like standing in the rain and like finally Ari allowing herself to break down. Uh-huh. Um It's cute that they're connecting. Yeah, yeah. That girl also has dark hair. Uh-huh. Like yeah, her. it looks an awful lot like Seron. <laughs> I'm a little worried about how that's going to go. Yeah. Um, the audio doesn't really look like that girl's girl, aside from having light no. hair, but... It's it's the kind of thing that is Audie like... is the one handling it worse of the two of them, is the vibe uh-huh. I got. I'm... Yeah, I, I... Right now, that feels like a hey, I want to comfort you because, like, you you seemed cool and then I found out that your girlfriend died and now we I want to, like... We both lost someone. We understand each other. Yeah. We can help each other. Uh, I... That is going to turn romantic at some point. I would... Yeah. <laughs> may not be a healthy romance, but oh, it's like, gonna, it's, yeah. it's like it's gonna happen. This is the kind of thing that is, like, I need so badly for this to be finished to, like, at all resolve my feelings yeah. on it. Yes. There's so much stuff going it's, on. Uh, it's setting up so much good, but you don't know where it ends up yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but I'm interested to see where it goes. I'm shocked that these fucking two, the two adults living at this fucking school are, have this much freedom with the the secret weapon of the entire country to, like, experiment on giving her a human life and friends. So I don't think it's... They're not the only. Yeah, I know, adults, but they're, they're but, the like yes. base of this. But they're not they're, actually. In it's charge. also very funny that the two teachers we see are. Uh, I don't know if they're a hundred percent dating, but they're ninety nine percent dating. <laughs> yeah, the you do see other adults at like one point where they've got like this council type thing mm-hmm. going on. Right when uh, Sh- uh, Mimi tells Sheena the secret, and like mm-hmm. everybody else is faceless, really. Yeah. Like, uh-huh. like maybe some slight detail, and also in there they they try to 
hold the doctor accountable a little bit and she's just like faking being asleep mm-hmm. yeah the doctor the the ner- school nurse um is the driver behind let's let mimi have a normal human life uh-huh uh and is always on the verge of getting in serious trouble but she's very talented healer they don't have a lot of those so yeah so they can't really fire her uh-huh. but yeah, i'm shocked at like that they're allowing this to continue because the thing about Mimi is she didn't mind doing any of this. It seems uh-huh. like she is locked in a state of like childish innocence without other people's interference. And she doesn't seem yeah. to care about murdering people and being this weapon. She's had no <laughs> angst at all up until the point that she's introduced to the idea that maybe this isn't how her whole life should go. Uh huh. It fascinating. Is, it is interesting. They've introduced anxiety <laughs> to this girl. <laughs> Look at what you did. <laughs> you you <laughs> gave a perfectly good, good weapon anxiety. Child soldier. Um, this is the the perfect uh, soldier is actually a child soldier who never grows up because child soldiers are so powerful. Well, this is the thing is like, I was kind of like, I don't know what, I don't know if what they're doing is good or what with... Mm. With this uh, immortal child who is very clearly, like, acts like a child. Mm -hmm. And from what we've seen, it feels like, oh, she acts like a child because no one treated her like a person. And so she never never got the chance to grow up. And, like, now it sure is going to suck when she loses Sheena. Uh, Because, like, one way or another, Sheena is not going to live forever. Uh Uh-huh. but Sheena's also giving her a chance to, like, become a person and mm-hmm. grow up and, like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Tis better to have loved and lost and all that shit. There, There's literally a conversation where the teacher and the nurse have uh-huh. a conversation about this that is like, hey, is this okay? Like, she might just break down after she loses Sheena. Uh-huh. Uh, you ready for that? <laughs> and the nurse is like, yeah, it's fine. You I'm know? sure it'll be fine. Yeah. Okay. Sunny day. Mm-hmm. This is epilogue one. What's it called? Sunny day. Boring. Wait, wait, wait. So the ending is called wanna, Sunny Day. What order do you want to do these in? Epilogue one, which is the good end. This is so weird to me. And then we always do true end, then good end, fan. That is not the way that these were meant to be played. Why? I think it's better the other way, but it's better to experience them the other way. Yeah. I like personally okay. I, I prefer it that way, but it uh, is it literally is, labeled so, one and two. Yeah. No, it, they are labeled one and two, and uh the true and wait, the good end ends with end. Like end appears on screen. And then uh the true end ends with Finn. Which is I thought that's uh, how... what happens at the end of, like... I thought that's how the Tsukihime true ends say uh, Finn on them and good ends said end. Um, mm. That might be the case, uh-huh. but, like... The one and two is what's tripping you up. I'm willing to do it the way you want to do it. Um, yeah, the... Okay, also, I like looking... the other way, but we can talk about it that way. Looking at the ED list... They are they are listed in the order good end and then true end. Weird. Yeah. I don't like it. Okay. Good end epilogue. Yeah. Sunny day. Uh. Shiro, Shiro wakes up the next day. 
He loves to wake up the next day. <laughs> this is this is barely an epilogue. Yeah, I mean, it, or it is a next... very literal epilogue uh-huh. in that. Oh, it's the next day. <sighs> Let's see. He's like, oh wow, yeah, Archer. I really learned a lesson from him, which is to not change anything. Mm-hmm. I'm so proud of myself for coming to that realization. He's like, oh, Rin must have dragged my corpse back here and dumped me, and then Saber's gone and all that stuff, so he, I'm alone now. He tries to say, "Good, are you up, Saber? And then he's like, oh, wait, uh-huh. Saber's not here anymore. Saber's gone. Uh, he like thinks back to Saber being like, we'll talk later after seeing him off to fight Gil, you know? Mm-hmm. And he's like, I really wish we could have said goodbye at least. Food report, what's he making? Making eggs and toast. He makes two pieces of toast and some number of eggs. I think like two or three eggs and then he's like i made too much yeah what i could eat five eggs I, yeah <laughs> same eggs this is toast not even any meats the thing i learned uh trying to get my thyroid meds in the right place is that breakfast should be the biggest meal of your day yep. mm. uh lunch should be medium and then dinner should be small that is and the so instead of how mo- people mostly do that yeah uh-huh Man, not even cheese in the eggs. Not even cheese. Uh, I think they are fried eggs. I don't agree with fried eggs and cheese together. Yeah. Unless you're going to put the fried egg on a piece of pizza. I was, yep, that was like exactly where I was going. Yeah. Egg sandwich. Okay. Anyway, he abandons his breakfast. Eggs get cold so fast. He just walks away from it. Uh-huh. He like wanders around the house like a lonely ghost. And he goes to the dojo to pine about Saber, specifically Saber being gone, which makes sense because Rin is not dead, presumably. Yeah. Anyway, what's he find in the dojo? He finds Saber there. Whoa, this must be an exciting moment for you. Love to open a door and find I a Saber. Love Saber. Yeah, yeah. More doors should have Saber behind them, I think. Yes. <laughs> this ending is not as exciting as you think it might be for reasons we'll discuss, but... Um... Uh, he's like how what and she's she's like uh, i don't know talk to rin <laughs> yeah I, I i do believe she says uh please talk to rin she looks a little grumpy that uh you haven't noticed that she's here she's directly or, behind no, him yes. she's angry she's been waiting she's been waiting for you to realize that she's here uh-huh and yeah rin's here she's like well no one died so i would say we had a victory even though we received nothing mm-hmm. <laughs> well we get to keep saber i guess um yeah rin's like uh i would never let the very strongest possible familiar go if i had a choice so of course i'm keeping saber uh-huh yeah yeah so there was a, a part in the the fate route where one of the possibilities for saber was of what to do with her was posed to shiro as keep her as a familiar forever Mm -hmm. shiro was like well then it feels like she's not free and i don't like that rin has no such scruples she's keeping saber it's taking almost all her magical energy and she's like and that's why saber's gonna have to pay me back with her body Uh (laughs) uh-huh uh shiro is very concerned with the mechanics of this uh, he's wor- so worried about Saber being taken advantage of that Saber is taking it as, oh, I was hoping she would be gone before I woke up. <laughs> yep. Rin, Rin gets very, is very flustered. Yeah, and... she's like, well, Shiro, you can help lighten my load a little bit. And he's like, well, how? And she doesn't want to say it because it sounds like she means, like, mana transfer. Or at least that's what she, she, her reaction is. Yeah. With who? One or both of them. Who could say? 
he he she did say i'll provide saber with energy so you provide me with energy yeah so that makes it sound like um like it's a rin centric rin basically poses this as i have a triad yes i have two girls i have a girlfriend and a boyfriend and you have nothing mm-hmm. <laughs> it looks like saber wants to stay because Archer said a bunch, a bunch of hot shit about how her wish was dumb and stupid and how she should give up on it. Yes. And she's like, I'm not sure about that. So I'm going to watch you, Shiro, until you meet your tragic end and decide what I want to do about my tragic end. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, she is uh, she is not given up on the Grail's concept yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Uh, they talk about training Shiro to be very strong, and then there's a cute CG of Rin pulling a flustered-looking saber along as they run to go get breakfast. Yep. That's three eggs would not fill one saber. <laughs> <laughs> not to mention three, like, fried eggs with cold, goopy yolks, possibly? Like, mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. It's, there's a bit where Shiro's like, I'm going to be ch- always chasing Archer's back, but maybe with two girlfriends, I'll end up different than him who only had one girlfriend. <laughs> maybe. And then it ends. Yep. Let's talk about the the true end epilogue oh you don't want to dis- dissect first. this at all okay we i need to talk about them together okay okay Fence uh, got which something. this got ending something. is brilliant years oh sure i was thinking about archer again it's been a month yeah month okay yes really. it has been so this is why i say this is the order that we should we should talk about them in and the order that they are meant to be experienced in because it very much feels like the good end is oh here is uh shiro's experience of waking up the day after mm-hmm. and then the true end is and a month later saber's gone and it's just him and rin and wait you mean like sequentially like yes and no so the way i read it was uh more of you have the true end that is more or less happening and then the good end can slot in there if mm. Saber stays yeah. or not. So. I didn't really connect I have... the two of them at all. Oh. I mean, like, the the good end all takes place the morning after, and yeah. then this takes place a month later. Yeah. So, okay. I, I guess I uh, won't say too much on that either, because uh, did when you watched Unlimited Blade Works, did you watch the OVA they put out about the good end? No. No, I never okay. saw that. So I will... I'll bite my tongue on saying too much more then. <laughs> so you guys can get to it when you yeah, watch Yeah, I just know it. the ending of the original um, okay. of the Unlimited Blade Works so, anime. Yeah, they, the two endings for Unlimited Blade Works are like the, both of these endings pushed out like, I don't know, two years or something like that. Yeah. So mm-hmm. uh, it, it is tied into both of these. He's talking about Archer. He's still talking about Archer. And he's like, you know what? I am going to do all the same shit, but I'm not sure if it's going to be good or bad until it's all over. So I'm just going to keep doing what I'm doing. He's woken up by Issei. He's apparently fallen asleep in the classroom. Issei is like, hey, it's the end of the year closing ceremony. Are they middle, like, 
They're second. Second year students? Yes. Feels very... So they're not even 17. They're like 16? Mm -hmm. No. They're 17. No, there's a thing on the front page that says they're all 18. Yes, that's right. They're all 18-year-olds. They're in the advanced program. Sakura is even more advanced than them. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Or actually, they all got held back. I'm sorry. I got that backwards. (laughs) (laughs) Ben out here saying, actually, they should be 14. (laughs) (laughs) The church has done a bunch of damage control to clean up the whole thing. Kotamine has been replaced by some nice guy, some Mm -hmm. nice old dude. Kuzuki's been marked missing. Issei was like, well, he just showed up at my house one day, so it makes sense that he would just disappear one day, too. Continuing to be absolutely nothing. Apparently, Taiga used to hang out with him. Uh, she wanted to fight him someday. Uh-huh. Uh, she would have lost and probably died. Probably. <laughs> On, yeah. He's too cool for any woman to ever affect him in any way. <laughs> Jesus. Um, Shinji is alive. Reading. Is everyone ready to talk about how Shinji is alive? Rin saved his life, and he's reconnecting with everyone, and uh, Sakura's spending lots of time with them. Yep. Uh, my what day does Shinji die, die tracker has a sad face for unlit uh-huh. words. That's a lot to unpack. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I definitely am like, I have too much Shinji baggage. But even just based on how he was in this route and last route, I can already say fuck Shinji, you know? Yeah. Uh, Saber left without saying goodbye. He wishes he could have thanked her. And then Rin shows up and has like a comedy bit of uh, hanging off of Shiro to upset Issei and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. This is the first time they've touched each other since the ill-fated sex scene, apparently. How? What do you mean? They meet every day for training. Uh, yes, but that doesn't mean she has to touch him. The only yeah. thing, I guess, not even just the sex scene, I guess she probably carried him home. Yeah. Uh, but she has not been willing to be in physical contact with him, even though that seems like they've been dating since then, which makes sense to me. This scene plays it as she desperately wants physical contact. I guess. I think that, I think yeah. I read it as, oh, she's finally, like, ready to, like, be, cu- like, touching him again. Because he's okay. surprised. Yeah. It doesn't read to me at all. That it's been, like, Shiro being like, no, no, no. We can't touch. She's the whole reason they haven't told anyone. Yeah, that's fair. Suddenly Shiro's respecting her wishes. Yeah. Late bloomer, that kid. Uh, let's see. Uh, they meet up at, in the classroom after. and Rin's been teaching him magic. And they start talking about the future. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's going to go to college at uh, Clock Tower. Well, they don't say the words clock tower, but she's going to London. Yes. But the head of the Mages Association is uh, a secret labyrinth underneath the big bed. <laughs> so that's where she's going. Uh-huh. Um, apparently she got accepted without any tests because she says at first because of winning the Grail War. And then she's like, actually, it's just because I'm last of my line and like lineage is important to them. Uh-huh. So I'm a little bitter about that. And she's going to bring Shiro as a pet, mm-hmm. is what she offers. Because he doesn't, he, he's too good to be taught by the magic school, because he thinks magic school is evil. But he's willing to stay there for free <laughs> under Rin's, like, pass and learn magic from her. He does start thinking about, like, how hard it would be to get in. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. But he is like, 
I don't trust those people. Yes, I absolutely. will live at their dorms, yeah. however, with Rin. Yeah. Uh, let's see. He is being a grump and doesn't want to admit that he wants to go, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. We get a CG of her looking at him, gazing lovingly at him from the window sill that she's sitting on. This is um, the most wish fulfillment like CG of oh yeah isn't it cute when Rin gazes at you the reader <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah uh yeah and and then his like his thoughts are like yes I'm going to go I'm gonna chase after Archer and then one day I'll get to die on the same hill that Archer did and then the credits roll mm-hmm. and then we got answer we do get answer after that which Oh, is did I? It is you. There was a a section of him thinking about Archer that was played as like him thinking back to the battle, right? Yes. I I glazed over that a lot. It was a, it was longer than I said it was. Much longer, and uh, crucially, in that he's like, I wonder if I'll ever get an answer to this question, mm-hmm. which is answer. Uh, <laughs> it's and it's Archer thinking back to the battle uh-huh. as he dematerializes. Well, he doesn't dematerialize because he's going to get up and go walk and save them. We have a question about that, actually. That is interesting. Oh, okay. Um, and he's thinking like, well, uh, or is this at the end? Is it at the end that he's like, alas, I won't remember any of this when I go this back to the throne. goes on for so long. Him, like, recounting this entire battle for, like, it, the third or fourth time. It was so <laughs> disorienting, too, because, like, I don't know. It, like, I would. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk. We'll talk. Yeah, we'll yeah. talk. He talks so much about this fight and, like, blurrily thinking back to Kiritsugu's death, which we've uh, seen them talk about approximately 600 million times this route. Mm-hmm. Um, he's like, well, this changes nothing. I have an answer. I have an answer now. I think that I was not wrong to do all of this. Yeah. However,. For some reason, this summoning's memories will not carry over at all, but all the bad ones will <laughs> still. So I'm going to go back. Next time I'm summoned, I'm still going to be a cynical, like, miserable, like, bastard and hate yeah. your, hate myself. And he's like, but at least I was right. And then he dies. <laughs> Earth and uh-huh. ends. Yeah, cool. Not our favorite route. <laughs> it's actually you know what? really funny because the last episode I was on, I mentioned I think I'm higher on this than everybody else. And playing it now, instead of having watched it and having those vague memories of the screenshot let's play. Man. Man, no. Yeah, didn't didn't end up being as high on it as you were expecting. No, no. You know what? You know what? I didn't think that I would ha- be higher on the anime than the last thing that I ever expected was to be higher on the anime than being on the uh, actual route in the game. Yeah. But I really do think that for the type of story that it's going for here, the anime is more coherent. <laughs> yeah. And like, okay, dumb shonen bullshit works for me. Like, that's that's why uh-huh. the anime worked so well on me, which even going is- back to it, the beginning of the anime is rough to get through but 
Uh-huh. Oh, certainly. Well, the thing is that I think that the, the like, deeper philosophical stuff that's being done here that's totally stripped out of the anime just it but doesn't work for me and it feels like half-baked yes in general and like some parts fen, fen does not agree fen is giving strange looks yeah i um, can't so part of this is i cannot speak to the anime yeah. i haven't Which, seen yeah. it we, we're gonna watch it and we're gonna have feelings about it i'm sure yeah yeah for sure i think i agree that the greater philosophical stuff it's going for doesn't work for you I don't think it is as half-baked as you're making it out to be. Like, yeah. I, th- I don't know. feel There's an like arc here, this... right? I haven't played Heaven's Feel. Yeah. There is something that I'm I am missing a third part of the story. Yes. Which is part of why you're giving me such a hard time. Because I can't speak to the whole piece put together. I have hazy it is like, memories of the games Heaven's Feel and I've watched the movies. And like I can see there's connective tissue here. And, like, that connective tissue, I'm absolutely, it's definitely important, but, like, as a singular product, which at some point this route was sold by itself, right? That, that's what happened mm-hmm. with the Altenua. So it's a singular product. It's bad. I think it's, yeah, I don't really and like that's part of the problem. It's just like, as I like an individual parts. Thing. I like individual pieces. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. But like, I don't like almost anything that happens with Caster. Mm-hmm. Well, it's a big chunk of it. I don't like Kuzuki. I uh, like the Shiro Archer stuff. Some of that's interesting, but like it's just so repetitive at a certain point. Mm-hmm. Like we get so much of that same fight. <laughs> There's too many fights in the whole thing. Uh, Rin happened to be there. <laughs> yeah. For most of this. Uh, or for parts of it, Rin showed up a little bit. And the I think the endings double down on this energy where Rin is like, oh, yes, I am the prize that you get at the end. What's going on with me, my interiority and how I feel about any of this doesn't exist. Don't worry about it. I'm your hot girlfriend who brings you to free college. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. So, yeah, uh, I'm not going to say that Unlimited Blade Works is bad, bad, right? It didn't really work for me. And I think that it's not put as put together as it could be. I don't think that it cohere like coheres as well as I was hoping. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it does make the fate lo- route look a lot better for me. <laughs> honestly, honestly, somehow I would take Shiro and Saber screaming at each other over whatever's going on with Shiro and Rin. <laughs> I mean, part of that is that the most we get. Part of this is just the the it is the most recent thing that I can think of, but the most probably the most words devoted to Shiro and Rin talking to each other is the sex scene, or replacement scene. And that's a rough scene. Yeah. Yep. Uh huh. That's a rough scene. Which I guess, hey, speaking of, this might be a good point too. So. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, you have a fun. Uh, Wait, so the sex scene was in the episode that hasn't come out yet, right? Correct. Yeah. So, so I don't know what your thoughts or anything, it. and I assume you guys tore it apart. Um, <laughs> so the fun thing is, the first time, and yes, I am saying first time that I read the sex scene, which I feel weird calling it just like sex scene, like it, it uh, whatever. I read it the best way possible, I think, and that is fucking just like barely stumbling around with hay fever like borderline <laughs> no sleep and on sleep meds <laughs> i was 
was so curious why not only did you play through it twice, but you had to read it twice. Yes. So, like, the next day, like, I had taken, like I said, it's the best way that I could have. I came away from it just like, no, that's fucking disgusting. And, like, the main bullet point that I had that coming out and sticking in my head, no details was just, she said stop, he didn't. Like, not even uh-huh. just, like, a playful or, like, maybe, co- like, which could still be gross, but, like, no, it is a hard stop. And he didn't. So then, uh, the next day, as I was fighting with uh, the patches, very not intuitive <laughs> drop-down menus and everything, and where my saves were to try and get the replacement scene, um, which I, I believe I've—I don't think I've said it on the podcast. I don't know, but I, I typically read and read visual novels and books in bed. That's just my space for it. Mm-hmm. Usually. Mm-hmm. Um, my spouse, That's where they belong. Yeah. And my spouse came in and was asked if she could put on the show we'd been watching up on the... Uh, we have a projector in there. Put it up on the projector or whatever. And I was like, uh... Or I didn't even really get a chance to interject. She was like, oh, you're reading Fate. And we both... uh We both enjoyed watching the Unlimited Blade Works anime together. Mm-hmm. And an important thing is... uh Rin Archer is her ship on it, actually... She has recently told me mm. her favorite favorite is Rin Archer Koo. Oh. <laughs> yeah. 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 So. But. Not my taste, but I can respect Yeah, it. exactly. So. That, anyway. Okay. Sorry to no, interrupt, Blute. I, my mind is being blown by how, like, galaxy brain <laughs> that <laughs> ship is. Right? And, like, uh, I, I forget what I was looking up. I was looking up something for fate, and I just saw a picture of that triad right there it was like hun hun come over here come here <laughs> so <laughs> anyways so like rin archer her dynamic is her favorite thing she despised shiro in the anime which like coming out of the anime i was just like oh boring shonen protagonist not trying to go into spoilers or anything but like i had virtually no feelings on shiro besides like backfilling i liked archer a lot maybe he's early archer but like mm-hmm. there's not really connective tissue at all um so, and then I had told her about the the scene with Rin and, like, uh, all throughout the fate route. Uh, I had been bitching and relaying some of your complaints as well. I guess mm-hmm. one of her recent friends that she had made, she uh, likes fate, or he likes fate as well. And she had mentioned just like, man, Shiro fucking sucks. And he's like, what? That's a controversial opinion, yeah. Yeah, and so I, and he's anime only, so I guess... Mm. She kept hmm. bringing things up, and he's like, what the fuck? Like, no, Shiro's not a misogynist. Huh. <laughs> so, yeah, weird. Yeah. It's weird how they cut all that in later yeah, stuff. Yeah, right? So, I'm in here, I'm trying to read, uh, I'm having trouble getting the scene to come up, and she's like, well, I'm, if you're, like, over there anyways, I'm kind of curious about it. And, like, <laughs> I tried a little bit longer to get the scene to pull up. I gave up. I'm like, you know, fuck it. Yeah, let's put it on. And I'm going through, like, I'm paying enough attention to, unfortunately, try and catch some of the details that I've lost in my delirium, and I wish they stayed that way. Uh, But um, I started getting quite a few, like, hearing muttered, like, what the fuck's next to me? (laughs) Uh, There was definitely one, like, excuse me, Boiled, what? Um, (laughs) Yeah, so, yeah, so I went through that twice. (laughs) And uh, I guess to tie together on the Rialta Nua stuff, 
uh, I ended up giving up on the patch. I figured it out the next day, of course, which doesn't help. Uh-huh. But I ended up just reading the web version. Mm. Um, mm. Yeah, the Rialto no- like, I do much prefer the Rialto Nua version. But, like, mm-hmm. with the fact that that other scene exists, and even in the Rialto Nua version, you still have multiple moments of Shiro going like, Oh, wait, did I? Oh, I I don't know if I could have controlled. I I might have done something like. So this uh, is literally just part of his core characterization. He's just this fucking. Mm. Shiro haters club, rise up! <laughs> <laughs> Shoutouts so. to everyone who hates Shiro. <laughs> All my homies hate Shiro. This is this route is not a good showing for Shiro. I no, think. I think it's no. a better it's a better showing for Archer. Yeah, and oh. like part of why I liked what I came into with the route was just the memories of like Archer and, and Rin stuff and like Rin Saber, like Shiro really didn't loom in my memory much besides, like I said, the connective tissue uh-huh. to, between him and Archer. And uh-huh. I've thought before, like I would prefer like the stuff that comes after. And that's obviously a different story, but like I, I, w- I would, I would actually enjoy the route to how he becomes Archer or mm. like, for me, I do enjoy having like clone versions of characters time, whatever, whenever characters have to yeah. talk to a version of themselves, whether it's twisted or if it's just a mirror or whatever. And that's part of why the dynamic for this route works so well for me is it's when it's calling it directly into confrontation. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. yeah, God. some of the best stuff is when Archer is yelling at Shiro. Yeah, uh, and that stuff, that stuff works for me. And there was some stuff that the visual novel did go into a little more of like, oh, yeah, all the you know, Saber and Ren definitely knew that Archer and Shiro were the same person. Yeah, and, like, uh-huh. you get more acknowledgement of, and engagement with it on that level, but it never goes beyond that. And as we've covered other times, I, I will read Trash if it has that type of character dynamic uh-huh. of just, hey, you have two versions of themselves interacting. So Uh-huh. There are two wolves inside of you. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. I, I, hmm. This route... A read that you can make of this route, 100%, is that Rin fell in love with Archer and is kind of dealing with Shiro in the hopes that he grows up to be a different person. And it kind of supports that, too, because, like, she does backfill really early on with, uh, as as soon as she's starting to realize that Archer and Shiro are the same, like, she's starting to connect, like, oh, you had the tragic past and starts connecting to ten years ago. She puts together himself rather than, or herself, without him saying anything on this. And, like... A lot of that feels like her digging into Archer. Fen, you definitely have a lot of thoughts on this, but you're being very quiet. Yeah. What? Sorry. I'm... <laughs> you're drifting somewhere. You're, you've gone somewhere else. <sighs> you're on a little journey. You're on a boat. You're wearing a little hat. <laughs> <laughs> what an oddly specific. <laughs> There's um... birds, Fen. I see the birds in the distance. Do you see them? Part of this is that, uh, yes, I did sleep last night and have not gotten very good sleep, like, a couple of nights before that, so Ooh. I'm very tired. Yeah, you're uh, very quiet also. Yeah, I'm just, I was listening to Blute. I was trying <laughs> not to steamroll our poor guest again. <laughs> That's all um, I think, like, some of this is, is we will talk about it after Heaven's Feel, yeah. and also... Some of this is, yeah, I, I agree. Shiro sucks. And like, I I think the sex scene's a bad showing for Shiro. I, in general. We've talked about this. <laughs> okay. 
let's let's go for my epilogue notes and then mm-hmm. um one really wit so the the good end first yeah really sucks that rin is just like well we're gonna have to have lots of sex now <laughs> and yeah. i am i am like pleasantly embarrassed by that not uh that doesn't sound like fun at all, given our last experience. Which ended with, "You're, I'm never letting you touch me again." Yes, yep. like you're, we're ne- we're never going to do this again. Um, which is why I say it feels like maybe that is a oh, you're gonna have to mana transfer to Saber, um, and I'm just gonna walk watch on. Uh, secondly, um, and then. Yeah, the I did not read the true end the way that you did, Ben. Mm-hmm. I think that makes more sense that Rin is finally like, okay, maybe I've gotten over it. But like, I don't know, show me that. The 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 ending battle works fine for me because it's like, Rin is like, okay, I need Chiro to mm-hmm. defeat Gil and win this yeah. fight. Yeah. Uh, I think it's a cool, him, Archer and Shiro's power being the like, like the perfect match for gills that's fun that's yeah cool. I that's like a lot that. of fun you know what i mean it's Absolutely. it's like a it's like a shiki being roa's natural enemy kind yeah. of moment like it's the thing for me is that rin is like it's like oh actually it's fine what shiro did rin's still in love with him and like there's nothing bad that happened really they there is so little interest in the fallout of what that scene actually means for me you know what i mean yeah it's- either scene that I, by the ending i was like yeah whatever yeah <laughs> but it gets bad like both both of those scenes obviously it's take a lot from Rin. Like obviously mm-hmm. it's largely due to the production. Like I wish Rialto Noah would have added more text like in the afterfact, like connecting even more to like what does it mean to give a part of your family crest away? Like Yeah. Th- that has mm-hmm. been that's been a question that's lingered with me. Like, what does that actually mean at all? Cause like y- you guys have brought up multiple times of uh like what is the process of giving a family crest and how does mm-hmm. rin like how does that work with rin and her dad and their situation yeah so like yeah it'd be nice yeah. if there was any like any interiority to rin's feelings about her family huh mm. aside from just for the whole second half of the route her saying no actually i'm fine with either being my family's or, legacy or not uh, uh-huh. or having the one little bit that you do get of her interiority of her history being her memory bleeding out to shiro which then they still also do a little bit of a comparison of violating consent there um mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um it's rin really gets the shaft on this one huh mm-hmm. it's not her route like oh, she, she it is the he sway of this game it is in the sense that uh if like it's an yeah it is in the sense that it is an etchy game and there are three protagonists and each one has their route so you get a sex scene with her and yeah. you get the like wish fulfillment oh she's going off to college and bringing you with her uh-huh. um kind of thing mm-hmm. but it's you, the shiro route yeah, yeah. fate bottom disease yeah, it, tried to get her but she's a hard top <laughs> <laughs> um for her yeah but unfortunately really poorly for her yeah so. uh but it is like yeah it is shiro and archer's route yeah um which i think like it's kind of works way better for me than it did for you yeah it sounds like yeah. um i think there is like there is something that is uh bleak and also nice about archer fighting shiro and going 
oh, okay. Like, I am remembering why I started down this path, mm -hmm. and maybe I wasn't wrong, too. Maybe there was a reason why I've done all of this. Mm -hmm. And, um... Yeah, I think I would be more willing to give this route slack if, um... Well, if it had any interest in Rin. Mm -hmm. And if it just... If I didn't feel like it was repeating the same stuff so much. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because, like... I remember... It just it just feels like they've really trying to hammer home the same point about Shiro and Archer over and over and over again. It's like, I'm like, yes, I get it. And I don't care anymore. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, you never cared in the first place, uh -huh. to be I, fair. Hmm. Part of it was that I never found it that, that interesting a dynamic. It's, hmm. would I say that it's poorly written or poorly done? N no, I would say it's overdone a little bit. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. And we've talked about the Unlimited Blade Works route being a lot of scenes that feel like tenuously connected. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like thematically connected, but do they make all, like all the sense in the world together? Not really, you know? Mm -hmm. It's a, it's a little abstracted out, maybe. Uh, but yeah, ultimately, the question of Shiro just isn't one that really grabbed me. And mm -hmm. uh, like some of the Shiro Archer stuff here, like it, it feels like, you're you're connecting the endpoint and the inception point, but like the inception, nothing really that m meaningful happens with the inception there until you can see the repercussions of it. Mm -hmm. That's like it's, part of why I was a, I was I'd said before, just like I'm interested in what happens after this, mm. as like because that Shooter Archer thing doesn't have actual resolution besides just and it's a cycle, which that's. Yeah. Sure. I would love if Nasi was willing to write these pe these protagonists at like forty, mm -hmm. like follow up to the story, like any follow up instead of them being trapped in this eternal youth cycle. You know what I mean? I mean that is kind of what we get from, uh, Archer. Yeah. Yes. Right. Is right. like oh, actually the thing is you can't know if what you're doing is right until you look back on your life mm -hmm. and like really consider it and say oh actually the things that I did were correct mm -hmm. or not. And the, like, it is really only through the benefit of hindsight that you get clarity. I was really ex like expecting because the way that uh, Rin and Shiro mirror each other as people with the burden of their family's expectations and legacy, mm -hmm. right? In com two completely different ways. Mm -hmm. Her Rin is purposeful. Sh uh, Shiro has picked, a picked it up against his father's wishes. You know yeah. what I mean? And I was expecting some interplay. Yeah. Like they, between that, and I think that mm -hmm. that would have given me a lot more patience for Shiro's issue. You know what I mean? If I had anything to compare it to besides just more Shiro, I mm -hmm. guess. And they extend some of that mirroring a little more with like her having the same thoughts about Archer that Shiro did about Saber. Like, you're, there's more mirroring there, but it's like not like I said. There's not enough interplay between them, especially without having any of Rin's interiority in this. Mm -hmm. And I guess what they do instead is that they kind of try and, like, speedrun uh, Saber's realizations about her wishes. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Archer just, like, lobbing bombs at her mm -hmm. that I feel like don't work great. And I wish that it was stuff with Rin instead. Yeah. You know? And I think part of that is because they're setting up this ending where Saber also gets to stay. Mm hmm Which, also, we don't see Rin and Saber interacting at all either. Yeah. You know? A lot of the weight is carrying over from what the fate route set up. 
Mm-hmm. Yes. I guess I would compare this to the Tsukihime Hisui route and the Tsukihime Akiha route, right? Mm-hmm. The Hisui route in that you realize partway through, like, oh, this is just a different person's story, right? Like, so, like, what's going on with the, the main character girl isn't so important as it is going to be about someone else, right? And it's about, like the Akiha route in the way that it's like, we set up this character, this girl, we give her a deal, and then she just kind of, like, doesn't really matter for the back half. <laughs> yeah. Right? Like, Akiha literally becomes a blank shell with no feelings at the end, and so they have to decide what to do with her. And Rin isn't quite that far gone, mm-hmm. but, like, she's just kind of, she's down for whatever, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure, take my <laughs> magic crest. I'll kill it myself and give it, hand it over to you. <laughs> and with a smile. <laughs> her, like, there's no internal turmoil to her all of a sudden. Yeah. I which is like. Nasu girls with a lot of internal turmoil, I guess. Which this is really where I think the constraints of. Yeah. The Aroga. The constraints of an Aroga game really. Uh, you can feel Nasu straining, straining against them. And, like, I think that he definitely could have written a better route yeah. that included both, that was, like, primarily about Shiro and Archer interacting, but also included a lot of Rin stuff mm-hmm. and did not. But It feels to me like this route wants to be a story about, like, a teen romance that doesn't work out. Mm-hmm. And because it's an Eroge, it can't really do that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? There has to be the happy ending with Rin. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's interesting that we don't even get one tragic ending. Mm-hmm. You know, because we also have to have the good ending for Saber mm-hmm. as one of them. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so we have to have two good endings. The true end also is just like, it's so weird. Like, it's almost like you can put it up side by side with the arc endings. Mm-hmm. Like, it just feels so heavily tied to the, like it's not actually but it like just seeing both of those things like or i guess the um but it's it's a classroom scene like the arcoid uh yeah. true ending and like both them, of them like talking that, about right? the future and how uh like rin might be leaving but she's actually trying to lead him to come along and like it mm-hmm. it's like a similar conversation but it's the one that actually has a potential future and arguably feels better than the good endings arcs good ending hand waving it but mm-hmm. yeah i connected it to uh cl's more uh, honestly because we get the we get the good ending where you're together forever with your girl uh on in an uncomplicated way yeah. and you're both yeah and then you get the or you get the true ending where that happens and then you also get a good ending where also you have another pet girlfriend Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think Arcweed makes a better uh, third than Saber. I mean, like part of that is just we barely saw Saber and Rin interacting, yeah. and yep. CL and Arcweed have plenty of time to interact. Yeah. Also, it's just Arcweed being the the like annoying hot pest forever is such a good bit. Uh-huh. Yes. Saber doesn't really feel like that kind of character. Like they're yeah. just kind of around passively. It, for this route it feels like they're trying to extend that date scene out which like that date scene was great and like the dynamic yeah. of all of three three of them if you just picture just that date scene going forward sure yeah i love it and like yeah that would which that would okay. be one of my it, possible pairings with rin for like how i could see shudo working is like an extension of that date scene the three of them together with saber kind of being a middle point between them yeah i was about to say it feels 
less like a triad and more like Rin is dating Saber and Shiro is dating Saber. Yeah, uh-huh. And, Which makes more sense for, for and me. And, like, Rin and Shiro are friends. Yeah. 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 And I guess that'll lead into the other, like, air quotes future that I could see with between Rin and Shiro doesn't work in the framework of an Aroge here. And that's largely because it's predicated on, like, what you see between her and Archer is, like, it's the it's a long game of just, like, it's not the, like, immediate crush you get together with or, like, anything like that it's more like it's like hey uh if we're 30 and not married type of a thing Mm -hmm. like i I can see both of those working for ren and shiro but just just ren and shiro doesn't fit for me with what we've been given yeah i don't think they click very well for me yeah like you know they have the wonderful banter and chemistry when it works but like it's not refined they aren't in the right headspace for shiro really shiro's the blocker there because you see once mm-hmm. shiro has changed and has a different perspective as archer they have amazing chemistry mm-hmm. yeah uh-huh he's just archer's just better at banter yeah and you know just I mean? being that little bit more cynical that fits in with Shri- uh, with ren rather than just the stone wall mm-hmm. yeah i feel like with the with the fate route Rin and or Saber and Shiro are such an incendiary like pairing. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? I don't know that they work long term. You know? No, um, I-, I could see that like being I, especially tragic given in the that future, they die. Of a thing. Yeah. Uh huh. But uh, the thing about it is that it really feels like their relationship goes somewhere, right? Mm-hmm. They come to understand each other, and like actually, they do click at the end, mm-hmm. right before everything ends. You know, mm-hmm. there is and the exchange. They mirror them. each other well. Yeah. Uh, and then with Rin, it feels like a lot, everything post, like, the big fight in the school between the two of them yeah, feels like Rin just kind of f- fades to the background. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Which... Her chasing him around, machine gunning at him, really, <laughs> really fun. Oh. Fantastic. Yeah. Like, him just, the, the bit where he's like... <sighs> Ah, it's a battle of wills and magical energy. I'm going to see how long I can hold out. I'm already out of magical energy and she's still shooting. I'm terrified. I surrender. What if she was yes. like the villain for the first half of the route? Yeah. It's like it sets it up to be kind of like that. But instead, we just get bare glimpses of her in these like tons of interlude shots. It's if more interludes. I think interludes are overused in this portion mm-hmm. mostly because it's not just like we're getting interludes from her perspective we're getting interludes from everyone's perspective and it kind of drowns it out all out yeah. for me mm-hmm. like that caster one <laughs> yeah yeah caster yeah really i was hoping that caster would buoy the route for me a little in the same way that kotamine did last route but she's mm-hmm. a poor substitute for kotamine yeah, this... which is why she didn't even check to see if he was actually dead <laughs> she should have thought of that she's literally like how many times have we seen her look like she's dead and then get away Uh uh-huh she should think of this shit yeah not to rehash y'all's with uh her guy being absolutely nothing and like she'd be better on her own same thing like yeah Uh uh-huh i we were really hard on Kuzuki. I feel so. I I'm eating so much crow about uh in the first episode saying like, listen, he looks like a fine guy. I know he looks severe, but I'm not gonna judge a book by his by his cover. And now he's like literally my least favorite character in this game. 
because he barely exists. Mm-hmm. Like, he you know he I mean? simultaneously barely exists, but is so like central. Yeah. Yeah. I cannot remember if I've said this into a microphone or if I did, if it got caught. Mm-hmm. Um, but this feels like a route that uh, characters, some characters, mm-hmm. uh, mostly Shiro and Archer, have have uh ideologies mm-hmm. or really like beliefs about how the world works mm-hmm. um and everything else flows from that and that like and not in a oh everyone is actually going to have like interesting debates it's more like uh these are the character traits that matter and everything else there's going to be a lot of cool fight scenes and uh yeah just doesn't yeah. doesn't end up like flowing in a way that is yeah. like if you're not interested in Archer and say and Shiro, then like there's Roughly. really not much for you unless you really like cool fights. Yeah, there's a lot of fights. It's like that connection Archer Shiro stuff. Like that's the like theme of it, and then like you have some connective tissue for between fate and heaven's feel in here, and then just whatever else needs to be fitted in. Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'd argue that Nasu characters typically have a lot of ide- have very strong ideals and no ideology. They have no picture of the world beyond themselves. Know what I mean? Yeah. Yes. Like Shiro's like, here, I have an idea for what I'm going to do. The, the world is always bad and I'm always going to suffer, but I'm going to sacrifice myself anyway. Is there any way for the world to get better? No. Or I can't think of any. This is a reoccurring Nasu thing is like the highest you can aspire to is to keep the world the same way that it already is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Stop it from getting worse too fast, you know? Yeah. That's that's kind of like Nasu's big thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's like it's interesting because it's like it's so zoomed into a character study level, and that's I think that's what Nasu is good at, yes. right? Yeah. But um yeah, there's just no no thoughts in Shiro's head at all of how the world could be a better place or archers. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's just it's just a fact of the world that capitalism exists and everyone will always suffer. I think that's part of what makes this route so rough. Like Fen was saying, you've, the main like ideals you have competing are Archer and Shiro. Like you don't have anybody else pushing theirs really, or like actually fighting for theirs. Like Caster it doesn't actually like she doesn't have a consistent one because it's buck the chains to return to them and uh-huh. gill is there that's... to just scream a lot about let's kill everybody um i think they could have just cut gill and like let like expanded caster yeah you know what i mean like i don't think gill makes a compelling case for him being the final boss of this route besides the cool fight with him yes which i think is yeah. a cool fight i yeah. definitely think it's a cool fight or have caster be defeated earlier Yes. And set up Gil as more of a like have, threat. There's so many like encounters with Caster in this route where like not really anything happens. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. In in my head, like I had like put together of like uh Caster or sorry, Gil is like the big bad for fate, and then Caster is the big bad for unlimited blade works, is how I remembered yeah. it, but like that's not really true. Like she's the focus for a while, but she doesn't actually get the climax. I think that the anime is very Caster is the enemy, and then Gil shows up as yes. a surprise final final boss. You know and what I mean? It, 
I mean, the route itself is kind of written that way, too. Like, it uh-huh. it just doesn't flesh out Caster enough. I would love Caster as being more of a... I would love Caster and Rin clashing more. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, they set that up, but then, like, Caster just leans so heavily on the be a good wife. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, like... It's such a... It's such a bizarre thing to do with Media. <laughs> yeah. To me. And having, it's like, like Caster e- with Rin repeatedly, like, refer to just, like, both of them, like, okay, I'm gonna fight her, and, like... No, she's too good for me to try and, like, indoctrinate as a servant. Like, there's so much conflict set up there between the two, and Mm -hmm. not much happens. Yeah, it it doesn't, um, it feels like there are are pieces set up, but, like, it doesn't thematically come together into really anything. Besides, she's a, she is also a willful, magical person who needs to submit to a man. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. It would be different if Kazuki was, like, a huge wife guy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, because then it would feel like she has someone who actually cares about her instead of just another guy who's yes. just kind of around. Uh-huh. Like, he's not actively using her, I guess. And that's the best she can hope for? <laughs> uh-huh. And it's really, really beautiful and tragic that she doesn't get to also just have him be around not using her forever. Mm-hmm. Like... Even even if they had it, like, of him more actively supporting her, like, having her also, like, scheming behind his back. Well, even... No, they even have it set up there. If he was still supporting her, you could still have the story beats of him finding out and, like, being supportive rather than continuing to be apathetic. Yeah. Like, the mm-hmm. whole thing is he just doesn't interfere with her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's like, I guess you could read it at the end of him, like, him standing up to Archer, even though he knows he's gonna die. But, like, he didn't have any plans after this. That's not really a romantic gesture to me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, it's either grade papers or die, and I don't really care either way, so. <laughs> I have to wake up tomorrow, I guess, so. Hmm. Yeah. 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 But I'm looking forward to seeing how Heaven's Feel hits you, Ben, because it. Uh huh. I enjoyed what i remember of it uh, at least <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so i'm you very know, excited to reread heaven's Fable. i've enjoyed a lot of pieces of fate's day I, I think it sounds like i'm very very down on fate's day night so far mm-hmm. and i think that unlimited blade works didn't really work for me but i still have a lot of like fond memories of individual moments of it yeah i think and like, right i've been thinking a lot because people are playing tsukihime and like uh talking on like, it <laughs> dunking on it and how high i i think that people who just listen to this think that i loved tsukihime the whole way through and think it's the best thing ever you know what i mean no, it, it's... whereas our tsukihime coverage was a lot of me and fen being like oh this moment was really great and then oh then like so much bad stuff happened i kind of expect fate to come together at the end for me in the same way yeah. where i'm like you know what actually i did like that I think my my issue is that replaying something um it well one it just hits different but like it does just hit different when you're replaying it but also it's harder to remember the parts of this route that stood out cuz like oh I remember the parts that I like about fate and it's like day 12 onward <laughs> or really like yeah, it's day, not an easy. It's run. like day it's ten like or eleven how, onward. It just and it's picks like, up. It goes. Um, and this route is—I don't know if it's actually longer. It feels longer. It feels a lot longer. Uh, I know that Heaven's Feel is like 
significantly longer than either of the first two routes, I'm pretty sure. That's gonna be interesting um, to play. Uh, but... Yeah. I think I'm... Right, so it is it is harder for me to, uh, like thinking about it. Mm. Uh, it's harder when we when we hop on the mic. It's harder for me to be like, oh right, this part I really liked, because mm-hmm. it's like, well, I don't have any parts that I like, either remember liking or rereading them was like, oh man, this rules. Yeah, it's like, oh yeah, this was like fine to like kind of boring to uh-huh. not good. I like let's let's talk about some stuff that I like. I like early on us getting flashes of Rin investigating Caster. Yeah, nice. that stuff's cool. That's fun stuff, and I kind of wish that that energy got carried on. I wish honestly that we'd gotten way more Rin. Like even yeah. if, even if the primary like conflict or like focus of the route was Shiro Archer, mm-hmm. and those are the two that really interact. I would have loved a route that was like, okay, and we get a bunch of interludes of Rin doing stuff. Yeah. Even if she's not interacting with Shiro, we just get her doing stuff. Yeah. I would take her, like, having... I would take, instead of caster interludes, interludes of Rin clashing with caster and, and like, getting her interiority about caster. Yeah. Because Shiro has zero thoughts about caster. Uh Uh-huh. He cares zero percent about what caster's doing. Yeah. Um, so it'd be interesting to see someone who is interested in that. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, I think that the stuff with Ilya is, it's one good scene. Yes. Mm-hmm. There's not a lot there. I don't know that it really meshes well it, with the whole thing. It feels, it feels kind out of arbitrary. Of but I think it's a good se- oh, single it's scene. Amazing single yeah. scene. It feels out of place though. Mm-hmm. 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 Um, it, it could be taken as a, oh, Shiro, you can't save everybody kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But, like, I don't really feel like that's the conflict of the route at that point. Yeah, and, like, filling in her backstory he knows that, doesn't you know? add in that either. Like, he hopped down to try and save her, and he didn't. Like, you, yeah. you already have the weight of the you can't save everybody. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I like... Uh, I like when Kotamine shows up again to be a little freak and Lancer killing him. That's fun. Yes. That's good stuff. Lancer, this route gets way more screen time, I feel like, and he rules. Yeah. It's it's a fun route for Lancer. I think both, like, most of the, like, magic, uh, the magic based school sequences. So Rin fighting Shiro and, Mm. like, when the Blood Fort activates were both pretty good. Yeah. Like oh, just when, having the when... dragon tooth soldiers showing up and them having no idea. Yeah. Yeah. Like that, them getting the blood for thing and coming down and getting uh rider already being dead is such a good, like, it could be like a mystery, you know, it has like a, Oh shit. Wait, who did that? What's happening? Exactly. Vibe. But no, but they're immediately like, ah, yes, it was caster. And then that that's it. There was caster. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but it is good up to that point. Yeah, and so I, I guess that actually, yes, this is a route primarily about uh, like Shiro and Archer, and there's really not like, or it is a route primarily about uh, like fighting beliefs and mm-hmm. yourself, and is very little about like anything else. Plot being yeah. being like a, the driving force yeah um so, yeah. I, like there are there are interesting things that happen but there's not really like mysteries no there's not really like 
Yeah, you're not really reading for that, I guess. And there's not... Uh, Rin not being around for dinner is really heavily felt. Right, yes. I was going to say that uh, earlier, is there aren't very many scenes of just hanging out. They're replaced with fighting scenes. Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. Which I don't care for. There's so many fights, and there's, there's like, there's so much good, um, oh, Rin, Taiga, Saber, and Shiro are gathered around the table, and, like, yeah, that's it. They're just, like, eating breakfast, they're eating dinner, like, Uh yeah, they're great, (laughs) and there's very few of them. Yeah. It's not, the, it's or, not even like the or there are to me. It's the hanging out. There yeah. are some that happen, but they're locked behind choices, mm-hmm. and like they're yeah. Yeah, it's such an interesting choice to make Rin not be around, be around for the route that's not hers, and then not uh-huh. be around for the route that is. The history problem. Well, again, it's not her route. <laughs> <laughs> Supposedly, yes. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean. There's pl- and the the my my gripe here is that there is plenty of time. To have these moments, they mm-hmm. just yes. choose to do fights instead. Yeah. Yeah. You but know? They could have had some of the other servants, like, take care of each other off screen. Like, you make it feel like other, it's an yeah. actual battle royale rather than all being focused on them. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. They do have two out of the seven <laughs> servants, so... I mean, yeah, like... Even just, like, yeah. still, uh, just like... Kojiro at the end. It's like, yes. oh, okay, yes, I know he has to get... Like, Nasu really likes him, so we have to get a big climactic showdown with Kojiro for the fifth time. Yeah. <laughs> I don't actually I... think it's the fifth time. But it's at least the third or fourth time that Saber fights him. And it didn't need to be there at all besides just paying off, like, yeah, they were supposed to have a final showdown. Because, like, it's mm-hmm. still, the fl- plan still goes into place. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, um, one, I, one thing I do enjoy is ca- uh, Archer tauntingly dropping how much he knows of different people's identities. Just like, oh, wait, how That's much do you funny. know? Every time that bit is hilarious. Uh-huh. I really, I do wonder what it would be like to read this without knowing who Archer is at all. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, I'm very curious about that experience because I've known who Archer is since playing Fate Grand Order, where it loudly <laughs> announces that he's Emiya. Chapter one. That he's Shiro Emiya. So if you've listened to this podcast for long enough, you will know that I am a dumbass. <laughs> and but we love I, this about you, fan. Uh, yeah. Even knowing that he was Emiya, uh, it it took me until like halfway through Fate to go like is wait a sec <laughs> is shiro archer and then um it, if you go in with that as a possibility in your mind mm-hmm. the route does some really fun stuff with like hey weird that these two are so similar in like uh-huh. interesting ways and like um yeah even just in fate route like the way that shiro sees him is like oh, i fucking hate that guy yeah <laughs> Very funny, uh-huh. right um but then, yeah, I think uh, I think I've said it before, maybe in our last episode that no one has heard yet, um, as of the time of us recording. But um, there's really not nearly as much that is rewarding on a reread this route. I think, mm-hmm. um, because again, it's not there aren't like mysteries that can be lampshaded aside from Archer's identity. I guess, yeah. Uh, it is so much about like, hey, I I hope you like reading battles and also yeah. reading about Archer and and Shiro disagreeing. Yeah, it hangs so much on the like 
the the reveal that servants can be from the future Mm -hmm. you know i think that's a really fun twist uh or not even a twist but like a fun like uh reveal a fun moment of discovery uh but again yeah if you already know that that twist is there then like it really they they really beat it into your skull before you get to that or them actually saying it right Mm -hmm. and it's like haha yep i know like you know even after they like they play some cards that like in other fiction you would expect would lead straight into the reveal and even there they like leave leave little notes of like i don't know uh, she's not saying something or she's holding something back like or he doesn't realize like there's little bits of just dragging out longer than like where other stories would have had the reveal so uh how do we feel about this being the uh, rescue and rehabilitate Shinji Ru? Um, Not great. Let's see. Uh, in let's see, I've got Blutvinen, praying hands, knife, Shinji, gun emoji, skull as a username somewhere. <laughs> so, um, I will say it is. Some of this will get addressed next route but uh-huh. it is interesting at the end shiro going oh shinji's returned to the person i knew him to be uh-huh which is like oh yeah the person shiro met and like became friends with was not the shinji that we see yeah yeah uh, yeah definitely i i'm a i'm like i was sure of that before right like mm-hmm. there there's a reason sh- sh- Shiro is generally a nice dude, you know? Mm -hmm. I think he's not as nice in Shade Stay Night as he is in other stuff. Mm -hmm. But uh, he would not make friends with a serial uh, assaulter of women. Yeah. Yeah. uh, uh, If he knew, if that person was acting like this, Mm right? It's such an interesting choice, though, to have Rin put herself in danger to save someone who has done nothing but hurt her. seemingly following shiro's ideas that you should save everyone you can see Mm -hmm. without any question or like confliction there you know what i mean Mm -hmm. and then for there there is no interest in again no interest in the follow-up of that it's just oh yeah you know how we know that he's assaulting sakura well now he's now he's not they're reconciling Mm-hmm. yeah yay <laughs> like and like one time once upon a time i saw some fan art of uh like sakura for sakura's birthday where a bunch of people were giving sakura presents and one was like an like kind of embarrassed shinji and i was like oh i don't want to see that <laughs> shinji like yeah he yeah. there is a world where you, the story could be focused on his past and how he got to be this way and like he yeah he obviously is a character that has a history and everything to him, yeah. but mm-hmm. the story is not interested with him at all. And his role in the story is to be the most vile piece of shit in vile and inexcusable piece of shit. Mm-hmm. And like, yeah, it does nothing with him besides stick him in that role. So like just the single line redemption just also just feels extremely out of place. Like the, the story is not about that. So it feels very weird to put it there. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's like, Save, saving uh Ilya is uh, is a person who has done bad things uh who fe- it feels more earned yes you know what i mean cuz with shinji like we have not seen anything besides him 
being offered power and taking it and using it to hurt women. Mm-hmm. There's opportunity you know I mean? for With- him to do something else, too, and he explicitly yeah. doesn't. Yes, he always chooses the path of hurt as many women as possible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> With, like, no thought, no, like, there's no turmoil in him about it besides, like, whatever that deeper history is. But, like, that's yes. not Which, surfaced at all. I'm sure we'll get some more stuff. You know what I mean? We know that next route is the Sakura route. Mm-hmm. Like, we, we've known that for a while. Uh, the game the game has even said as much at this point. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's so weird for this to be the route where they save him and he reconciles with everyone. When all we've seen so far is him being, like, the the uh, huge piece of shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't like it. Yeah. <laughs> and that it's Rin who has to save him. This is the like, thing for Rin me. Rin has to save him hours after he tried to rape her. Yes. Which is hours after she, yeah. Shiro. I almost said Shiki. Yeah. Shiro assaulted her. Like, yeah. or wait, no. Shiro assaulted her after Shinji? After they saved her from. Yeah. Yeah. I'm... I have thoughts that are like, I'm so curious how we feel after next round. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, Someone needs to yeah. make a fate bottom shot. Get your inoculation from fate bottom disease. <laughs> Let the women be characters. Uh, someone needs to, like, fucking put a shock collar on the man male characters every time they God. fucking get, do this shit during sex. That's, we, we've, we've, me and Fen handshake meme together beat the shit out of shiro for that sex scene last episode mm-hmm. so we don't have to go over <laughs> yeah. it in detail but yeah i i even think that that scene could be played in a way that felt weightier but like yes consequences are not always nasu's interest mm-hmm. i guess is the thing this is my constant complaint with kohaku is that once the main route is over, there is no interest in what happened to Kohaku or who she was in that route. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You just, they just go back to their default. Which, this is the, yeah. Similarly, all we are going to get forever is Saber being cute in a bikini and eating yeah. ice cream and like being the happy, cute character, not the conflicted, like interesting character uh-huh. that we get in her route. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rin to, continues to be Sundere because in, uh, Lost Belt Six. <laughs> so we um, might get a very different saber. Rin is Sundere, so she gets to continue being Sundere. Yeah, but also like the trophy wife. You know what I mean? The like, not even a trophy wife, but like the the smart, pretty girlfriend who drags you towards your future. Yeah, with a brilliant smile. Mm-hmm. I will give Nasu that like. The worlds he makes makes me, like, want to see stories in them. The problem is, a lot of times, like, the lens that he pulls in aren't necessarily the ones that I want to see. This is also, I'm so excited for K&K. Yes. Mm. And also, uh, Mahotsukai no Yoda. Same. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. K&K, I love, (laughs) at least the movies of them. I haven't read the light novels yet, so I'm excited for you guys to get into it i want to play heavens feel so bad i'm not gonna be able to play until after we move i want to play so bad my computer's gonna be in a box for like a week Ugh. Mm. 
Moving sucks. Moving sucks. Okay. Sure does. We have any other thoughts about the unlimited blade works route? Fen, you wanna you wanna defend our uh, Shiro killing himself to do perfect archery anymore? Or <laughs> you know what, Fen? He didn't even kill himself. Archer lived through that. <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> you can email questions <laughs> to crying rules actually at gmail.com. Like, for instance, Emrys did. Hey, Fen and Ben. And, and Blute. Blute's Hi. here too. Hi, I don't Blute. think we... I'm sorry, I don't think we no. properly uh, advertised. Yeah, well, and Blute's who knows how far back this was... Whatever. Yeah, yeah you don't... I'm the guest. Don't you don't need to address me. Until they're literally on microphone, just in case they get uh, taken off. Hmm. It's, it's the like podcast guest curse. I have previously played through all of Fate's Day Night, and I'm really enjoying the pods on it, since you have been so positive on it. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, who knows how long ago this came in? Uh, started reading to... Oh, oh, right. Since you have been so positive on it, started reading Tsukihime oh, and okay, okay. listening to Fate Moon Archive oh. as I go. Um, sorry, I the the comma was in a weird place. <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh. So, it just made it funny. Uh, when I hit the apps, or when I hit the app in Ark's route, where you talk about the Burla Agency re- reinforcements flying first class to Japan, when CL called for help from the church, I immediately realized that at least one burial agent was already in Japan. The image of Kotomine getting a call from the Vatican and hopping on a train uh, and showing up uh, in a couple hours to help CL sprung to mind, and I can't help but wonder who, how big a disaster would result from that scenario. Oh my god. That's incredible to think about. Uh, Kotamina think, <laughs> bussing in. Thinking of fate and Tsukihime. Kotamina and, like, getting of... a coffee from the Shinkansen vending machine. Picture, Sorry. No, please. you're fine. Pic- picturing like all of the like very obviously similar universes like actually being in the same universe. Just yes. Kotamina showing up they... from that. Getting whiff of this happening he wouldn't go off and kill the vampires <laughs> no he would have a lot of fun with those vampires uh-huh. unfortunately when stay night released it was in the same world as Skihime. Hmm. okay and then that was, was later mm-hmm. interesting anyway i also had one question for you now that you finished unlimited blade works about the ending when archer appears at the last second to kill gill as the grail tries to consume him is that him somehow surviving being killed on the previous day and swooping in despite having no master to draw any more energy from or is it a separate em- em- uh, or is that a separate manifestation of Emia as the guardian spirit that was manifested by the counterforce to stop a world ending event? Hmm. Uh, it just kind of happens without explanation and it always bothered me that he could come back at the end. But your explanation of guardians and their role as agents of the counterforce gave me a potential answer that was more interesting than him faked dying, somehow stayed a lot around without a source of magical energy and propped up at exactly the right time. Thanks for the excellent pods, Emrys. I I I think it's hmm. I like the counterforce reading more, like that. I don't think it's true though. Yeah, especially I don't think the text supports with it. how much I like it. Better. They harped on in the first route, like mentioning like the spirit form and everything. How Archer's able to do that, and then 
in this route, how they kept harping on independent action. I think it was those two things. Okay, okay. Here's the thing. We never see Archer dematerialize. We never hear the noise during that fight. Mm-hmm. We just hear, oh, yeah, he's dead. Anyway, let's not look at him too closely and let's walk away. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? No one ever finishes him off. And we do get uh, when Rin is meeting up with him at the very end of that scene, the tearful farewell, we get her talking about how he's got no energy left and his armor is cracked and he's all beat up and all this stuff. And I think that's just carryover damage from. Yeah. Uh, do you know a fan? Oh, okay. I think it's carryover damage from his fight to sh- with Shiro. And also, we do get a bit where they say that counterforce guardians are not summoned for stuff like this. They say they make a distinction between guardians being summoned to stop humans from destroying the world and a- uh, apocalyptic scenarios that are re- dealt with by the world's restraining power. They say that a few times. Okay. And I, yeah, at some point there, there's a line that distinguishes them, the two, right? It's not a human who's destroying the world. It's the Grail and uh, Gil who is not human. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, and uh, Rin says something about, uh, or maybe it's Saber, something about the world's restraining power, whatever that is, kicking in, which would, I think something different would happen. I'm not sure what. I have a, I have a theory from Grand Order that I cannot, uh, for, with, with, of, like, Something that is expounded upon in Grand Order that could explain what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But uh, I can't talk about that because that's like way, way future spoiler stuff. And also Grand Order is just a different world. Oh, totally. But I wonder if that th- that concept is something that Nasu is playing with even at this point. Yeah. Because a lot of stuff in Grand Order is stuff that uh, is like developed from earlier ideas. Mm-hmm. Nasu has been working on this pantheon and this idea, like, uh, like the way this world works for a long time, it mm-hmm. feels like. Uh, so I do wonder if that thing, if, if that particular idea comes up. Um, but that, that part's conjecture. I do think that it's just Archer is so cool and has so much willpower, even greater than Heracles, that he's able to stick around long enough to do a bunch of cool shit and then disappear. Yeah. Like, we get Heracles doing something similar, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, even in this route of, like, going way past what even his limits are because of how much he cares about X thing. You know what yeah. I mean? In this case, Ilya. Okay, this is the thing that I should have brought up when we were doing our summary and um, <laughs> wrap-up, but Ooh, yeah. just remembered. But uh, my major problem with this route is that it is the it is the most shonen and by like it is the most battle shonen of uh actually i can surpass my limits mm-hmm. and not only does that only temporarily negatively affect me it's actually fine in the long term but it also means that i can do everything i want and i yeah. don't ever need to make choices i don't ever get defeated i just am right and also uh i don't have to bear any consequences for being right yeah 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 if you believe in your ideal strong enough you will not die in that fight no, no matter what uh-huh. the, the 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 shiro fight the fight with shiro and archer archer talks so much about like wow shiro give, did his last attack and it was really fantastic oh my god he's doing another last attack and it's even more fantastic uh-huh. and just forever yeah. right yeah which is like part of if i remember the sheath is such a convenient excuse you know yes, what i mean it really is i think the sheath 
the sheath was fun in the fate route, uh, especially because it felt like it had weight and consequence. Mm-hmm. And in this route, it's it, there's less reason for it to work as well as it does, given Saber's separation from him. And also, it's just so weight- weightless. All of the fighting is so weightless because it's like, wow, Shiro really got hurt that time. Anyway, he's fine now. Mm-hmm. He got three hours of sleep. He's feeling better than you, Ben, have ever felt in your entire life. God. <laughs> Okay. Next email. Sorry. Oh wait, did you have one more thing? Oh yeah. Uh, Sorry. Well, it's not really tied to that email, but like playing off of the archer stuff and that fight and the building the will up to like it. It then like if I'm remembering the epilogue right, it kind of like undercuts even that of Shiro building up his will with just Archer just like you know what maybe when Rin was right, maybe I should let him win this fight. I'm teaching him. Like kind of starts going that way, which then undercuts even the format that it went for that was mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. anyways it's like heracles couldn't believe in himself enough to say to save Ilya. you know what i mean yeah. but archer could because shiro has the strongest will of any person ever to exist yes <laughs> yes uh-huh yep i'm very proud of how cool he is <laughs> hey folks congrats on being two-thirds of the way through fate's day night here's a fun question if you have time uh, on your wrap-up episode Remember the fact that the servant summoned reflects the character of their master. What servant would each of you summon for bonus points? What would their class and noble phantasm be? In the interest of fairness, I'll answer. I'd summon Lauren Kahak from Turn A Gundam. Class rider and NP is spoilers for Turn A. Wait, 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 wait. Oh, if, Thanks if, for the ongoing archive, if Gary. fictional in here, that, that makes it easier. I'm like, history? Shit. Um... Okay, okay. But this is this is fun though because obviously we all know that Gundam will actually happen in the future. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this we are in the universal century or we're heading there at least. Mm-hmm. Okay, I was going to say I can't come up with an OC off the top of my head for this. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I was like, okay, okay. What servant from like the what grand order like and all the extended fate stuff would i summon you know what i mean mm-hmm. i this is one that i wish we had gotten in advance so i could have prepared something though fan oh i'm so sorry i was gonna do it next episode of blue do you have an idea so mine is i guess it'd be you mentioning the turn a and like future tying it in a little bit helped out a bit uh i guess to have a more specific answer i'd say kusanagi from ghost in the shell but like more generally it'd be some other cyborg of significance from Ghost in the Shell. Just disability, gender body issues, queer, Mm. all of that. Yes. Technology, like, program. Yep. All of that. It would definitely be one of the gets people, but probably uh, just Kusanagi is just an answer. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I don't know who I would summon, but whoever I summon would be the most annoying person on Earth. (laughs) That's Nicole something work. I know. No. <laughs> Not that annoying. <laughs> God, wait. <laughs> Who would I summon as a servant? Komagawa Uta. <laughs> Berserker, probably. I would... Okay, okay. Wait, wait, wait. Would it be... Uh, would it be Icarus? <laughs> because of uh, how much hubris I have. Yeah, <laughs> wonderful. Icarus. 
um, uh-huh. I would summon Icarus, but uh, as a girl. And her, her norm- no- noble phantasm would be to fly too close to the sun, catch fire, and fly directly at the enemy. Yes. <laughs> Exploding into wax and flames. Um... God, what is what is? And we would have a bonding okay. moment of having learned nothing from our. I guess hubris. Kusanagi would be either a um, archer or a caster. Hmm. What would would Icarus be a rider because of the wings? Probably. Mm. Assassin doesn't make sense. Oh, they did sneak out of a place. <laughs> That's kind of assassiny, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh. No, we'll th- or is that berserker behavior <laughs> when I summon berserker Icarus? Uh, my second choice would be Kokinata Mangatsu from <laughs> Grimbelm. Okay. Uh huh. Uh huh. Um. Yeah, I love someone who just thinks that they're no one <laughs> and like you worries a lot about summon someone depressed. <laughs> yeah, is the important thing. Um. Oh, God. NP. Famous depressed okay. people fan. Mangasu's NP. Also, spoilers for Granbelm. Um, class probably also Rider. Mm. Although, hmm, I wonder if you could ca- summon her as a caster. Mm-hmm. I could see it. Oh, that's true. I they are it. casters. T- yeah. like, literally speaking. Okay, fan. Can I pitch you on you summoning Sappho? <laughs> <laughs> Long, like depressed <laughs> longing lesbian who won't shut up about it yes i'm uh, where i guess np for kusanagi like her her jacks for hacking in stuff mm. Mm. full dive vr shit <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah sick yeah or um. or the tachiko muscles Ooh. Ooh. then a rider that, that's yep, a rider then i want sure. now just wish fulfillment and give me rider kusanagi with the tachikomas Mm-hmm. What would Sappho's uh, noble phantasm be? Oh, uh, shit. How do I say Poetry? Well, yes. That just, like, yeah. What, what, what would its effect be? It is... makes you gay and sad. Yeah, I mean, I was going to say, like... It the tag lesbian to all targets. Puts everyone to sleep. <laughs> um, uh, I have another thought on that one, but I think it might tie to zero spoilers, so... Sappho creates a uh, reality marble where a whole bunch of lesbians show up and beat the shit out of you. (laughs) Summons a bunch of butches. (laughs) Sappho's noble phantasm is her butch girlfriend who comes with her. Uh Uh-huh. And is actually good at fighting. Brass knuckles that that say just friends. (laughs) It's really crammed in on the the second hand. The friends doesn't really fit. It's about making a point. <laughs> Gal pals. There we go. That's better. Next question. Yeah. Unless, um, what were y'all's favorite archer dunks on Shiro? Ooh. And Ben, how was the VN versus the anime? Um, okay. And then a third one, and we can go through these one at a time. Mm-hmm. But. Uh, how does Archer's presentation in the event compare to his presentation in Fate Go? I've never gone through it, but the idea of having Archer in a game that's so much less personal and not really about his deal at all feels sort of strange, so I'm curious how he comes across in it. Mm. Archer is Shiro in Fate Grand Order, which means that he cooks a lot. 
He can he has some archer elements sometimes, but like the, he does the thing where his hair is either up or down, and he's either archer or shiro. I hate archer, with but shiro he's always hair. cooking. Like his role is it's weird, right? Um, he has some great shiro moments. Like yeah. uh, one of the, the most I think I've ever liked shiro was probably in the most recent summer event, mm-hmm. where uh, he's just like a. Uh, <laughs> He's acting like a college student who's uh, mad about uh, kids not knowing what VCRs are. <laughs> and it's the funniest thing. Like, people just keep making fun of him for, like, knowing about old shit. Uh-huh. Oh, that, that one's from Lauren. Uh-huh, Sorry, uh-huh, I forgot uh-huh. to say the name. Yeah, like, Ilya is there, too, just being <laughs> being like, wow, the Showa period. That was a long, <laughs> long, long time ago. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, he's not really a major character in grand order no i think i think started at the last part of that question fan his interludes are like are unlimited blade works in short in that it is him giving the protagonist a lecture on what what he does Mm -hmm. which is like what is real what is fake Mm -hmm. uh how can you tell that kind of thing i think with grand order is that they they really do carry over a lot of the like servants aren't supposed to carry over specific memories but they carry over vibes a lot Mm -hmm. so he has kind of learned his lesson a little bit Mm -hmm. uh we will talk about the vn versus the anime when we cover it yeah uh and also there was a lot of that at the beginning of this episode yeah i did talk about a lot i'm sorry for talking so much about the anime Um, the anime is a lot more head empty yes but uh it 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 works as an action thing better than than the root itself works as an action thing in my book we shall see yeah. i believe that the anime works better as an action thing i we shall we will yeah. see if it works it's, better it's cool period and flashy, than, you know what yeah, i mean like, like this route is like, largely action being able to animate yeah. the action sure that probably helps yeah. it but nasu nasu i think is decent at writing fighting scenes like sometimes better than others mm-hmm. you know what i mean and just i think he just overdosed on it a little bit this route mm-hmm. what was the last part of that question well the, the first, first part? part was what were y'all's favorite archer dunks on shiro uh go go drown in your ideal ideals is easily the top of that yeah perfect. it's so good <laughs> the bit where uh shiro comes back and is like so what do you mean by that and he was like i don't know exactly the thing i said i don't think i was very subtle about it uh-huh. <laughs> very good too I'm disappointed that Googling Archer quotes from Fate Stay Night is all just like philosophical stuff rather than talking shit about Shiro. Mm-hmm. The best, mm-hmm. ter- the, the most fun stuff with them is when he's like uh, telling Shiro what an idiot he is, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I do also like the bits where Shiro, where Archer is talking to other people being like, well, yeah, he's an annoying little twerp. That's why I want to kill him. Mm hmm. Have you ever seen a guy who deserves to be killed more than Shiro? I haven't. <laughs> that stuff's fun. That stuff's just fun. Implicitly, it's, it's less fun for me. Go for it. Go oh, I was gonna say it's impl- it's fun just him implicitly walking around, just like everybody, just kill me. Somebody kill me, please. Uh huh. Uh-huh. At all times. I <laughs> like Shiro ta- says anything, and he like leans over to someone at the bar, like somebody kill that kid. Am I right? <laughs> <laughs> um. It's less fun to me when Archer devolves into, like, childish insults with Shiro and starts, like, losing his footing and, like, acting like Shiro does. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. Uh, because I think it's more, it's fun when he has 
the weight of his own knowledge and experiences to use against Shiro's like youthful optimism. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, that's that's when it's out of Drawing your ideals mm-hmm. is perfect because it has so much considered weight behind it. Like just like mm-hmm. the thought for somebody to have come up with that to like say to somebody, even without knowing the connection between the two, is like what experience uh-huh. does this person have? Like it's so weighty. Now I a hundred percent believe that Archer did not come up with that on the spot oh, and no. either spent a long time trying to come up with the wor- right words to say or someone else said that to him at some point. Boring, paradoxical thing it. of him uh-huh. remembering it. He's that kind of guy. Well, yeah, Archer said it to him. <laughs> did he meet Archer? Um, I'm not clear on that. I don't think he did. The the true end implies yeah, that he did. the framing of the yeah. true end, I read it as like it being a wraparound and Shiro as Archer yeah. experiencing the oh, war again. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense to me. <laughs> that's, that's it for emails. Once again. There was if, nothing on um uh Twitter. You wanna just check real quick? I think that there was. Yeah, but you know. Yeah, no, I'm going. I'm Those going. are good emails though. Yeah. Again, if yeah, no no tweets. No messages. Cool, cool. Um if you want to send us emails for our next wrap up can do that at or do that yeah at crying rules on twitter you can dm us or preferably email crying rules actually at gmail.com mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah we'll be uh doing heaven's feel at some point yeah next time we're recording the first probably days one through five of heaven's feel yeah um the first three days are barely different from uh fates mm-hmm. but the first the first two actual days days four and five should give us plenty yeah. to talk about it'll be so nice to just get into like the real like normal rom-com stuff for once yeah soccer is there it's all gonna be a slice of life yeah they just cook together it's actually them preparing the holy grail is now a cooking competition <laughs> and that's how soccer got in it's the iron chef yes uh-huh um They're cooking in the grail, of course. Yes, you, mm-hmm. you have to... Using the grail as a big pot. That's the required item. That's the gimmick of the whole thing. Shame, Shame that they had to kill Ilya to get it, but... <laughs> <laughs> but you know, you, you gotta cook it in the, the grail or it doesn't count. You gotta let it soak in the mud, you know? Yeah. <sighs> Fen, you got any other thoughts? What? How long have we gone? Is this a short episode? feels yeah, like a short episode it's a short episode i'm exhausted how long have we been going three, three hours oh wow this is nothing yeah no it's longer than a normal podcast but this is nothing <laughs> this isn't even hardly longer than almost every other podcast i've ever heard of um yeah do you have any yeah, you have any other like wrap up thoughts about uh, Unlimited Blade Works or the game so far, Blue? Not really, just because a lot we, of we'd had a good discussion. Yeah, about it, we, I think. we've gone through a lot, and like pretty much anything else I could pull together either ties to Heaven Feel or Zero. Yeah, yeah, it'll be interesting to talk about those when we're through them. Yes. Mm-hmm. Zero will be interesting for me to revisit. I think. Fen, what are you doing? You're staring off into space. Trying to sleep. Trying to sleep. Um, you gonna take a nap after this? No. 
That's right. You have to hang out with me after this. Yeah, unfortunately. (laughs) What? (laughs) No, I love you. I'm very excited to hang out. I'm just really out of it. Yeah, what are you looking at? You're looking at something. Uh, You asked me to go to Twitter, and so I'm watching the wildest video I've ever seen. What's this video you're watching? Uh, Someone's spinning a donut on an umbrella. (laughs) And... And they also backwards threw a, uh, is that Nick Cage, Uh, pillow into a um, basketball hoop without looking. Close Twitter. (laughs) Also include the link in the description. (laughs) Um, Sorry, I... uh, We're trying to do the wrap up here. I know, I know. You can't be looking at Nick Cage. Pictures of Nick Cage. (laughs) We're part of the Abnormal Mapping Network. Uh-huh. Uh, listen to other Abnormal Mapping podcasts. And other not Abnormal Mapping podcasts. Novel Not New is doing Skihime in September. I just know that they're just going to sit there and rip it to, p- to shreds. And Tsukihime deserves yep. to be ripped to shreds so much, but... I love it. I still love that they're, stupid game. It is flawed, but great for me, at least. Any game... Any ga- anything where I read it and my brain explodes wanting to make something that evokes a feeling that I got from that thing, it gets the highest compliments from me, even if the reason that I get that feeling is because I'm like, oh, this is so interesting, I could do it more interesting, though, because it's, like, kind of really flawed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I said, he makes, Nasu makes great worlds that make me want more in different areas, at least. Mm-hmm. If not in that spot. Um... Well, where can people find you, Ben? Me? Wait. Yeah. You do. We do you first, Fen. Where can people find you on the internet? Blue, blue. <laughs> where can people find you on the internet? Okay. Try not to, but if you insist, I mostly just retweet and not much on Twitter at Blutevinen or in the Abnormal Mapping Discord. I'm mostly lurking around, so. Yeah, I'm just kind of hang out. Yep. We hang out in our uh, secret server <laughs> where we talk about cool shit, sick shit. Mm-hmm. Occasionally drop uh, a You can find me at fennec, mm-hmm. That's my Twitter. Just type that into, not into Google, into your address bar, fenic.moe, and that, that should get you there. Uh-huh. Where you can we- find us at moonarchive.art. You can find our schedule at moonarchive.art slash schedule, I think. Yes. And, um... All the non-fate stuff that we covered at moonarchive.art slash Yuri. I think I might be an episode or two behind on updating that spreadsheet. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, You can email us once more. Third time this episode. Third time's the charm, as they always say. Uh Cryingrollsactually at gmail.com. Questions are some of the most fun, even if I'm not prepared for them. Yeah. I'm apologize to everyone who's sending questions that i'm so out of it this episode there were great questions kind of fell asleep at the end of there but um yeah one day let's meet in the digital sea fen what i never said my (laughs) thing (laughs) (laughs) hey ben where can people find you <laughs> Thank you, Balloon. Uh, you can find me in the digital sea at Ben Ends, and you can find my ongoing visual novel development over at Doom Gender. Uh, I think that's about it. 
And Fen curled up taking a nap because Faye needs sleep. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Blue, do you want to say the outro thing this time? One day, let's meet at the Digital Sea. In, at, yep. In, at, wherever. Somewhere near the Digital Sea, I think, is the important thing. One day, let's meet in the Digital Sea. Ben is going to cut most of this post-pod content that I stick in there, even when I think it's gold, but that's... I typically (laughs) cut... Well, it's just us, like, fiddling with audio settings, you know what I mean, Ben? We don't do enough riffing. We need to do more riffing if you want me to keep it. Okay. We do plenty of riffing that gets cut. I mean, there was an entire chunk of the vomiting that got cut out of that last episode that went on. Yeah. The part where me and Fen turned around and vomited in each other's ears for a while. <laughs> oh, uh, I can't believe we cut that. It was gold, uh, and it took forever to clean up. Okay, good. That laugh didn't clip out. I was worried that it was going to do that on audacity. And that fun balance of like, no, I need to, and I want to actually be able to see the waveforms. I talk quietly, and then uh-huh. laugh, and it just blows everything out. Mm-hmm. To be fair, my like Ben and I's. My laugh especially usually clips. Uh-huh. Oh. I, I, when I start laughing, my instinct now is to dive away from the microphone like it's a live grenade. grenade. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, that one probably clipped. Sorry, anybody that heard that. <laughs> nah, it's fine. Discord cuts it off before oh, yeah. it, like, Discord. yells too much. Discord's yeah. doing fine. I was playing with Audacity and my, uh, uh my gain on my mic a lot earlier. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Okay. I I'll I'll fiddle with the laughs later. <laughs> okay. Although Fen's auto leveler does a lot of the work, so Yeah. I mean it's not my auto leveler. I didn't write it. Reaper's fancy technology. It's someone's fancy technology. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I had to download the auto leveler from some uh-huh. site. 
Ben, did you set up that file so that we can edit it? Oh, right. One sec. Whoops. This is our last recording before we move. We have ten days left. Nope, Ben, we're going to stop halfway, <laughs> two-thirds of the way through Fates Day Night. This is our last recording. This is our last recording. <laughs> Goodbye, everyone. We're going to stay really down on, on Unlimited Blade Works. Yep. We, uh, Unlimited Blade Works was so bad that somehow worse than Kagetsu Toya, I guess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's going to be, I think it's going to be a while before we get lower than Kagetsu Toya, I think. Yeah. I think we would have to watch Prisma Ilya to get lower on something yep. than Kagetsu Toya, probably. Probably. Especially if you watched it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I am not optimistic about uh, the holoraxia, but it's fine. It's gotta be good. <laughs> it's not gonna be Kagetsu Toya. It's it gonna can't be, like, be what Kagetsu, Kagetsu Toya, Toya bad. Was... <laughs> yeah, what, it's gonna be Kagetsu Toya, but good. Yeah, I'm More hoping. or less. I bet we're lower than anyone else on it, but mm-hmm. that's a that's a like yeah. I don't I don't think it can live up to the uh, hype. Just, yeah, yeah. There is a lot of hype of it in the server. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Which like I'm I'm more interested in it just because like there's a lot of characters that I know from other stuff that like get introduced there yeah. and like some other references that I'm interested in. More than I am, like, specific content, and that's kind of the threshold I'm looking to see it for. Yeah, Karen and Bazette are both in Grand Order now, and I remember people freaking out when they got added, and I'm like, who are these people? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Bazette, Bazette looks cool. They need more butches in Fate, honestly. Yep, unfortunately, my only point of reference for Bazette is Prisma. God, is she in Prisma too? She is in Prisma. Is she a weird pervert, or is she just like a No, person? she's just, uh, just a dumb butch. She's kind of great. <laughs> dumb butch is she's, very funny. She's just a dumb punch butch. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. She sees something, me... she can punch it, she does it. Let me pull up my notes, and then I'm ready to go. That's Time right. that is. Did you see, there was like an interview uh, from a while back uh, with Nasu, where, uh, was it Nasu and Takeuchi? They were like, who is the servant from Fate Canon you would most want to add to Grand Order, but haven't? And Nasu is like, Bazette in a wedding dress. <laughs> and years later, Bazette has a wedding dress ascension. I think it was Takeuchi. But Takeuchi truly is like, I have my issues with him, but oh, yeah. also he consistently has incredible taste. Yes. Does she look, like, slightly uncomfortable in the wedding dress because she's always in her suit? I think so. Perfect. That's exactly how she should be. Cyber commando outfit, I think. Okay. But the suit is really the best one of the three. Yes. I just, I respect, (laughs) I respect put the butch in a dress. You you want time.is, Ben? Yeah. You want time.is? I I guess we only need one of us. They they like to join in on the clap. Mm Mm-hmm. 37. Okay. Oh, a long one this time. You I thought you were, were going like... to say 30 seconds, so I was ready to clap right then. <laughs> oh, we were in perfect sync. Then. Yeah, that was a beautiful clap. Yep. I couldn't I... hear Blutes because of yeah. Discord cutting yeah. off, but... I heard your guys', so there's definitely a little bit of a delay between us, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but I guess I'll spoil it here because fuck Prisma, but she basically 
just bums around like a hobo ending up in massive debt to Luvia. So she's literally like sleeping on a bench, ending up being like a vendor. That's what I hate. There are good bits in Elia that just like just rip all the nasty, nasty. Mm. She can join the back alley alliance with Please. Izuka and yes, and crew. she would fit yes. in perfectly. Like there's a point where she's on the beach as a popsicle vendor and is like <laughs> forcing people to buy popsicles from her. That's incredible. Uh, if only Prisma Ilya was yep. good. Yep. Fen's complaining about my placement of our, like, echo-absorbing uh, cargo sheet that we mm. haphazardly hang up on a $5 collapsible coat rack that I bought. <laughs> Baby. <laughs> it's so precarious. That thing will f- just fall over. If if there was enough room in this room for it to fall, it would fall all the time. <laughs> I'm just leaning up against the walls. Pretty much, yeah. God, that's the that's the thing for moving that's going to be the worst is that I remember getting frustrated and using double sided tape to stick all of these like uh, noise absorbing cubes to the wall. Yeah. And I'm just I'm worried about what's going to happen when I try and get off. (laughs) I'm going to get a gallon of goo gone and just start spraying the walls with it like it's power washer simulator. (laughs) I'm sure it's fine. I remember one time at my uh, the theater that I worked at, we did like a winter cleaning and me and my boss were like goo gawning a bunch of stickers off of the cabinets and shit. And we got really, really loopy towards the end. And I realized that we were in an unventilated yeah. space using a lot of goo <laughs> We had to find some flags for like a European Union film festival. And we were just like wandering around the storage room upstairs <laughs> looking for these flags, which were just on the shelf in front of us. And my boss started oh, crying. <laughs> <laughs> and like talking about having to buy a bunch of new flags and then like we got enough fresh air that i was like oh they're right here oh my god <laughs> <laughs> it was so funny <laughs> oh fen fen came back up yeah. for it. i was i was dying of embarrassment actually <laughs> but also i couldn't tell i thought you were just laughing uh it was like laughing and also i'm i'm so embarrassed and also oh my god god i'm tired yeah i'm gonna stop recording a sec there